Mr. Anthony Feliciano, welcome to Value Stack Podcast. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for having me today. I yeah, appreciate it. Man, this is number 35, I think, or 34. We're in the triple digits. Well, no, that's not how numbers work. We're starting off really strong. Luckily, computers only know zero and one. So, um, yeah, man, it's nice. It's a nice, uh, what is it, uh, Denver? We're in Denver, Colorado. It's the 18th of February. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nice, nice time in, the, in this time of year. And, uh, Got a nice day for it out there. It's hitting the 50s now after, yeah. after we had this weeks of snow. So, yeah, it's actually a nice little change. I wore a T-shirt yesterday. Well, I always I wear a T-shirt every day, but, like, <laughs> usually I wear stuff on top of the T-shirts. Yeah. Um, fun fact. And, uh, yeah, dude, it, I, like, it was, it was nice yesterday. And uh, on top of that, it's been nice, like, in the Bitcoin markets, too. I mean, shoot, like, it's been almost a month since I recorded the last episode. We're kind of got a backlog in editing, but mm-hmm. uh, I think the price was, like, Definitely below 20K yeah, last time ago. I recorded. Yeah, a month ago, yeah. And we're at like 25. I mean, you know, price doesn't matter, but <laughs> okay. We all look at the price. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no matter what anybody tells you, don't lie. Yeah. Price doesn't matter when it's going down. <laughs> price very much matters when it's going up. Like, come on, we're all counting how many Lambos we're going to buy. Uh huh. Yeah. But I can't buy them with lightning yet, so. <laughs> we got to work on that. Yeah, that's get right. That. Reach out to them. I'm sure they're anxious to get that. We went to the, uh, we went to the Porsche dealer. Uh, the other day, dude, and I asked the guy, like, kind of, like, sarcastically, I was like, oh, can I pay in Bitcoin? And he was like, first off, you can't afford to be here, sir. And I was like, you don't know. <laughs> All of this was unspoken communication, by the way. Like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was like, dude, why are you my Porsche dealer? <laughs> I can show you my Bitcoin balance yeah, sheet. He, he's like, I don't know how many Bitcoin you got, but I know you're not doing good right now. <laughs> Again, he said none of that, but, you know, it's amazing what you can tell in nonverbal communication. That's funny. Uh, well, I guess we should talk about Bitcoin stuff. I mean, we sure. kind of are, you know, we're moseying in, segueing seg- in. Well, if we're going to hyper-Bitcoinization, then we got to buy something with it. That's right. Well, I mean, right. Like, what's it, you know, we talked about that in the last episode, kind of. It's like, you know, yeah, there's a great point in, like, acquiring Bitcoin, especially at the low prices. But also, you still have to remember, like, why am I buying it, right? Because at the end of the day, like, it's just money. Yeah. And if you're obsessed with accumulating Bitcoin... You probably have a bigger deep-seated issue, which is, like, you're obsessed with money in the first place, and you've maybe lost sight of where, like, the real purpose is, which is what you can get with money and the things you can do with it, right? So That's how we live every day. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, it's about family, community, making the world a better place, all these things, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, like, I I know that the, the, it hits so many different people, like, what, like Bitcoin can affect, right? So like one of the things you've done and focused on more so is like the business, like merchant side, right? Cause like, mm-hmm. and specifically uh, the, the lightning network. So like the last episode was with Rick, who was a 3d printer, runs a 3d printer shop. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the guy and the guest before that was Ben, who's like a wine merchant. So I think it actually kind of ties into the him, his, especially where, uh, you know, he's a vendor out here accepting Bitcoin for his services, goods and services. And that's what it's all about, right? It's not yeah. about the numbers on the screen. How many dollars <laughs> do I have? Because you've you've missed the point entirely if you're worried about what my dollars or, you know, how many, what mm-hmm. my Bitcoin are worth. worth yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So maybe like, you know, I, I guess like we could start talking about like the, how you got into Bitcoin and 
further more like how how lightning like because it seemed you got into like we we met about on like lightning chats really early yeah, dude we met in one of the meetups here in denver a couple of years ago like in it's like december time frame because it was cold it was, it was yeah. actually snow on the ground we were outside by the fire pit right. one of the breweries in the in this neighborhood i forget which where it was but yeah it was a couple of years ago before pre-pandemic stuff i mean it was it was before yeah. it was like it, it was a uh, pre-amboss definitely that's how i that's how it's like yeah. The Lightning Network forever changed when Amboss.space yeah. <laughs> was created. Not sponsored, but could be. Eventually. Chesterford. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, yeah, we met right, right before that. You were one of the first guys that I actually met here in Denver that actually had another, you know, a good understanding of Lightning Network and how to use it and setting up channels. Because a lot of, you know, through the meetups, most of the guys were just, you know, they stack the Bitcoin, they have it. You know, some guys don't run nodes. They just kind of keep it in cold storage. You know, that, that's majority of the Bitcoiners that we, you know, meet out here, even to this day is who we meet out here. But now you have a lot more who starting to get into the node development. They run their own nodes or they, you know, experimenting with lightning, you know, opening up channels. So they're getting more hands on. But three years ago, four, I like probably even four, I, like I said, either 2018 and 2019 when we met, like you were the only guy I met at any of the meetups that actually had a clue about lightning, you know, at least setting up channels. So like that's how we first connected was was through that actually. I mean, it's because of Jester dude. <laughs> it's literally all him. Oh yeah. I, I, being in his Telegram group too, I learned a lot from him yeah. early on too with the channel. He was very helpful. L, was it Ellen Balanced Channels, dude? Yeah, uh, Bal- yeah. Fiat, Fiat Hoff. And I think it's, that's how you say it. Um, Gosh, that was like, dude, that was 20, yeah, 2020, like the Lightning Network, I, it was, there were so few nodes, like I feel like I knew most of the nodes, like the <laughs> node operators on the network back then, dude, yeah. it's kind yeah. of wild. It was wild back then, so yeah, it, it obviously it's grown in the, in the four years, you know, since the time we use it, there's, you know, a lot more Bitcoin on there now, I think they just hit like almost 5,500 Bitcoin on there. Right, which is, I mean, that's probably doubled then, since it was, I think it was like in the thousands, probably. thousand, <laughs> like maybe between one and... Yeah, two thousand Bitcoin capacity. Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't much back then, but now it's like it's it's really getting there. But it's still it's still nothing compared to it's like, still nothing. Right? It's still nothing when you see like transfers of like you watch you know transactions yeah. on the through the blockchain and stuff like that and movement of Bitcoin. Like this guy's moving more than, you know more than six thousand, ten thousand Bitcoin. Like that's the Lightning Network, right? <laughs> In a single transaction, In a single <laughs> transaction. Yeah, they're right. moving that many Bitcoin. FTX had more IOU Bitcoin <laughs> than the whole Lightning Network. Yeah. Like that, multiple times over. Yeah. And that just, so it just shows you pales in comparison to what, you know, the knowledge of that, of that still being early, the Lightning Network, other than just the hardcore guys who like to use it, but just shows you on the scale that it's not even close. So that really makes you an early adopter that when you put it in that perspective, <laughs> like there were like 15 people on the Lightning Network then, and like one of them was async. Yeah, the, that was the big, I think the, they still be the biggest known, them and, and, uh, and Alex Bosworth, the, yeah. you know, his node because he was he kind of brought he kind of got a lot i think a lot of people into lightning seeing the balance how to run proper node how to balance channels you know they use his tools to balance his you know balance his toshis right, right. Not, not to be confused with the first three letters of his name <laughs> yeah exactly. which i asked him about <laughs> dude it was so early we were so early on lightning telegram lightning bitcoin like that scene yeah. that like i had tons of conversations with alex bosworth like asking him how to like double spend a stale lightning channel <laughs> like i'm like bro like the mempool's full yeah my channel hasn't confirmed like yep. oh, what do i do <laughs> it was that's the way it, that's the way it was back then yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we were learning it very early and it wasn't much out there so now when we you know come to today 2023 like you see you know a lot more merchants like the ones you guys you just mentioned that they'll they'll take payments in lightning they'll take 
for the goods and services. So it shows you just how much it's evolved just in the, you know, in those couple of years. I thought I was like, man, you know what would be a really good idea? Uh, a company that literally just runs nodes as a service. And then voltage came about. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that. Yeah, voltage. Oh, I was like, oh shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, <sighs> so they did that. So yeah, was, we are early on. I, you know, I agree in the lightning step. You know, there's a lot of criticism against lightning. It's still kind of reckless because you can still. It you, is. You can still, you know, lose your funds. Like I guess a lot of people don't realize that. You know, what you see the Bitcoin, it's your Bitcoin out there. Like you're putting it up out there to open up the channels. Like right. So when you see a node that has, let's say, you know, 10 Bitcoin, that's 10 real Bitcoin. This isn't, right. this isn't like, you know, f- something fake, like that's actual real. So if something, they lose it or something happens, you in know, a hot wallet, in a hot wallet, exactly. Whether it be a hack or, or if the, you know, the databases get corrupt or something like that, like there's a chance they, you know, they don't, they lose in the sense that the, the channels close and the, and the funds get dispersed. Like it just gets, you know, from forced closures and channels, they, right. it, it goes to your peers and things kind of stuff. It's not truly, truly lost per se. It's just you lose, you know, you lose it from the fees because all of a sudden the force, the force closes get you, especially like right now too. When yeah. you're, I mean, like the, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 ordinal. the ordinal meet and the inscriptions are, are taking or are, are bringing it back, the, yeah. bringing back the mempool. Maxing out. Yeah. It's I, clear. It's purging things like at one sap per bite. Yeah. So like that, that's where your money gets eaten up too. So like, you, again, it's, it's weird. So you like, you take the, you take your Bitcoin, you stake it, you open the channel and then like something happens and you close. It's like, you're, you're not creating more Bitcoin when you go to the lightning. Well, I think a lot of people have a misconception like, oh, we're like fractional reserve, like lightning. No, it's, no you're leasing it. It's like inventory. Yeah, like exactly. you can only sell as much channel capacity as Bitcoin you own. Yeah. And whatever you put there is what you have there. That's it. Like, right. you you know, you may collect in fees. So when, like, when you decide you don't want to run anymore and you close some channels, like, all you're doing is like almost a raw Peter to pay pull. Like, we, you know, I, you route through me, I get some fees from you and I close. Okay. So I started with one Bitcoin and I have one and a half, but like, it doesn't change the total number of Bitcoin out there. It doesn't affect the supply of Bitcoin. Right. It just, it's just a shift, you know, it's just a shift in where the money went. And I think that's the you know, part of the education for people to understand with lightning is just, what it really is. It's not, you're not creating anything like new Bitcoin out of it. You're just taking what you have using it and, you know, getting the fees for routing or, you know, whatever you may be doing. So like, obviously it's hard to, for a lot of people that are early on, I mean, really for anyone, it's hard to understand Bitcoin at first and teaching someone lightning. I mean, first off, lightning was crucial to me debunking a lot of the altcoin theses that I mm-hmm. believed before. When I understood that Lightning could scale Bitcoin in layers, like the concept of layers, because I was also kind of learning about the TCP IP model with the, you know, application layer, mm-hmm. transmission layer. Seven layers. Yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. uh, the, what is it called? The, uh, I, the o- OSI model. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was, I was learning about that at the same time, and, and I was like, oh, layer there's there's layers to this you know and uh but and it and it clicked and so i was like okay lightning is crucial and that's why i got so gung-ho about it right because yeah. i was like this is imp- so important to bitcoin succeeding and all these altcoins are like oh it's too slow it's not it's secure you know whatever i can't print jpegs on it <laughs> now you can <laughs> inscription number 265 <laughs> don't forget <laughs> forever yeah I got uh Yep. No, I'm saying, yeah, we had one, had one done for me, too. I think it's number 344, I think. <laughs> Dude, they're going to be, I <laughs> mean, so like, funny. who's going to buy it? I mean, the one, number 300-something sold for, like, $50,000 the other Jeez. day. That's who's going to buy it? Probably no one, because it says Value Stack Podcast, but, like, you know, like, I, I was there. Like, yeah. and, and even if someone does buy it, 
Yeah. It still says I was there, not you. So, or like not anybody else. It's like, cool. If you want to own the proof that I was there, that's fine. Yeah. Like, we'll yeah. see who's got the last laugh. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but no, like, so anyway, lightning was like super crucial for me. Like understanding the, cause I did think I was like, well, I mean like, you know, a billion people can't use the base right. layer, but then I was like, Oh, base layer is the settlement layer for institutions. And like lightning is, and so anyway, long, long way of ex- asking a question, but how, like, what was it about lightning that clicked? Was it similar? Like, how did that stand out to you? Cause it's like hard to even get Bitcoin much to understand lightning. I, I think what, what it was, like, if you remember, like if you truly believe Bitcoin being that peer to peer, you know, system to like to actually conduct business for goods or service, whatever it may be. You know, if you look back five years ago, like the mempool, everything was literally done on the base layer, right? So you had, like you said, you had the big blocks, the, mem- the fees were high, and you had the waiting times, right? So like, it wasn't like, it wasn't bad. It just, it was slow. Like, and then you paid a lot for the fees. So that's why they, you know, lightning came about. And when I kind of saw it as like, now I can do these transactions for cheaper in terms of fees. It is quicker and you see it, you know, it's all settling, you know, on this, on the second layer, all the transactions are going through. And then when channels eventually close, it all falls back to layer one. Right. But like, it was just, for me, it was like, okay, now I can actually pay someone and they don't have to stand there by the, you know, next to the terminal for 10 minutes waiting for a confirmation that, you know, cause the vendor doesn't know, you know, the merchant doesn't know like they, well, did I get paid? Well, it says that, you know, the block was trans, you know, it was, the transaction was broadcast, but now I'm just waiting for it to, you know, get to the pool. And in theory, they could have double spent it, right? This is why John Carvalho was like talking about the uh, full RBF being an issue. Mm-hmm. And this may be getting too, like too deep mm-hmm. into the, but like that's so, so like you saw lightning as a, a solution for merchants to stop that double spend and, and, and lower that, fees, lower fees on the waiting time for them. Like they see they get paid and they're paid. Like there's no confirmation blocks waiting for it. Like, you know, like. Like which is a no-brainer. Which is a no-brainer. Like, 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 oh, hold on, let me wait ten minutes. That's, like, that's a step in the wrong direction. And that's, and, but that's what you think about. No, no user's going to adopt that. And that's what you think about years ago. That's what it kind of was like, right? Huh, know, for yeah. a lot of merchants. So, like, then you saw the light. So that's how I kind of got into the lightning. It was like, okay, so what is this? Like, why is this better than? Why is layer two better than layer one? Right? Oh, okay. This is why. Now I could just pay, and I could send, or even just send you, you know, send you a transaction, send you an invoice, send you Sats. We're done. Like that's right. it. You know, we go about our business. We're not standing there like, well, did you get it? Did I it don't confirm? know. Did it <laughs> confirm? Oh, yeah. Binance just did a UTXO <laughs> consolidation. <laughs> you know, and then like you look at like what happened, what, uh, what you call it? Like a lot of times early on too, Lightning failed in the sense it was, you know, there wasn't enough nodes, there wasn't enough routes, there wasn't enough payments. You know, there wasn't a lot of channels, a lot of liquidity flying around. So you had a lot of failures. Failed payments. Failed payments was massive back then too. So like, yes, yeah, so it was a step up over layer one, but layer one, you knew you were going to get paid. It may have taken you longer, maybe 10 minutes, you didn't get in the first block, maybe 20 minutes later, but you were going to get that transaction. You were going to get, as a merchant, you were going to get it. Lightning, you could sit there, you know, early on, stand there 10 times sending the same payment and you get failed, failed transactions, can't find a route. No, you know, some, some kind of error, then it just, you know, it, it turned a lot of people off. Those who stuck with it, you know, they made better products and they made better solutions and better UI. We have more people coming into it. So it's gotten a lot better in the last four years that now when we do transactions, it's, you know, they, they pretty much go through. There's still a failure rate on certain things, but for the most part, they do go through. You're not standing there like an idiot, like, ah, oh, I can't pay, but <laughs> my lightning channel's down or something. Right, <laughs> my my right. node's down. Like, it's, you know, it's not that case anymore. There, there is tra- right. So there's trade-offs. Like there are certain types of cases where on-chain I think makes more sense. Like in a case where it's mm-hmm. a very large transaction, right? Mm-hmm. Because Lightning is a capacity is a volume-based fee, right? It's like a kind of like you said. You're right on the right path. Capacity based on the channels where you can send in and out. So there is some, you know, there's that 
you know, limitations where the, you know, the layer one, there isn't, if you want to send a thousand Bitcoin, you can send a thousand Bitcoin. Right. Nothing's going to stop. But that. it's also the, the fee too, right? Like if I'm sending a thousand Bitcoin, it's not a percentage based fee. It's a flat fee based on the spate, like UTXO account and stuff. So mm-hmm. with lightning, it's, it's, it's more appropriate for smaller payments, smaller payments. Uh, absolutely. You know, a few hundred bucks here and there. Like if, I think in time it'll eventually grow where you can start doing thousand dollar payments. And I think if you see the bigger nodes out there, you know, like the Kraken has their nodes, strike has their stuff. Like, they have private channels probably going back and forth to provide the liquidity that they need that you and for I are business for business operations, business operations that keeps, and that's where they'll keep going. You know, they'll, they'll do that. Like we can't just open channels to some of those nodes. Cause they, they, I tried. Yeah. They yeah. were like, nah, bro. Kraken took some, cause I hadn't, I opened a channel to them for, to provide liquidity when they first came on. I haven't tried it since. Yeah. So like they, they, it drained my channel, which was fine, but like it showed that, you know, I gave liquidity I provided to them to crack and they used it, you know, and then eventually we closed the channel. But like there's certain other bigger companies, like they just won't like if you open a channel, they'll just like you said, they'll they'll say they'll no. close it or they have a setting in there that like doesn't it'll even automatic, it automatically yeah. denies it before denies you right. could even try. Exactly. So but but doesn't stop me and you from opening a channel and sending these micro payments back and forth to each and other. That's that peer to peer element that you were referring to referring to yeah. earlier. So like we could do that and with other people and our nodes connected to other nodes, we could still find a route, you know, we don't have to go through the big players of the LSP providers. We can actually find other routes through other nodes that can facilitate these smaller payments and still do our business. Like, you know, that's kind of the beauty of it. Like there is a worry that some of the, you know, if you recently, they talk about like the centralization, the lightning network, that's a lot of people credit while it's being centralized. It's not really being centralized per se. Like no one still owns the lightning. You may have a big node on there. You may provide a lot of liquidity, but it's still layer two. You and I can still use it. We don't have to use those nodes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We don't have to buy, you know, a channel from like, Bit refill or, or um, LN Big or something like that or any other liquidity service. We don't have to do that. We can open our own channels now. It costs more for us to put our own Bitcoin on the Lightning Network. So right. like, so that's your trade off, right? You know, if I want one Bitcoin worth of Sats on to be able to use on Lightning, I have to put up one Bitcoin. If I just want to open channels, I could buy a channel from a liquidity service provider for like you know, let's say um, a million Bitcoin for like twenty bucks, right? That's all I need. That's my skin in the game. This is the twenty bucks that I need to buy that channel. But if I want, you know, 10 channels of 0.1 and I'm using my Bitcoin, now that's my Bitcoin. I have a larger stake in the game. You know, that's, so that's kind of like the trade-off. Like, I got started by just buying these little channels in the beginning because I wasn't really connected with peers yet and people, like friends, like, hey, you want to open up a balance, balance channel? Okay, let's do a million sats, right? But like, to get the payments in for myself and, and test everything that I was working on early on was... All right, well, I need, just need a provider. Bit refill filled that. Right. They did the Thor, yeah. Thor channels. Yeah, the Thor channel. So I could buy, you know, I could buy a million sat, a million, one million sat channel for like 10, 15 bucks, whatever it was. And that's all it was. And like, you know, that's all it cost me. You know, I didn't have to put up a million sats to get, but now I had the, I had the access to the network and people could send, you know, I could do all the tests from all the nodes and it, I would getting, get the payments. Right. Getting that inbound liquidity is, is one of, right. And that was like one of the biggest challenges early on in the Lightning Network was mm-hmm. like, get, cause you need inbound liquidity in order to receive payments mm-hmm. and you need outbound, which basically someone has to agree to lock up their Bitcoin to you. Yeah. And, and outbound liquidity is I'm agreeing to lock up my Bitcoin to someone else yeah. and, and provide that service, not necessarily altruistically, right? Like you yeah. said, you did that to Kraken. I'm sure you charged a high fee for them draining that channel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's like, but it's getting better, right? So it's like there there are more nodes that are kind of connected, like the, you know, we're all seven degrees away from Kevin Bacon type thing mm-hmm. where 
Or six degrees. Six degrees. Damn. <laughs> it's all right. Six degrees. From <laughs> One day I'm going to get smooth, man. But like the, so it's getting more reliable. And then because of that, the fees are getting more competitive too, right? Where it's like, you, you yeah. can't just gouge or I'll go open a channel to someone else and get it through them. Yeah. Like, like you said, like the more, you know, more peer to peer that like me, you do and other closer people, like we keep our fees low, right? When I charge in like, that but if i was to provide cracking or essentially provide it to a bigger to the sinks to the, the sinks. liquidity sinks yeah, i might charge a little bit more for that so right like, so it, it is a lot of game theory in that sense but I, and i think you know new people who want to explore lightning like they just think like oh i gotta i have a node and i have lightning i get you know i, I get paid like it, you still need to open you have to understand you gotta have some inbound channels and you have to open up outbound channels too like you still need both sides so a lot of people think like oh i got lightning why can't i get a payment and like then they get flushed with lightning stocks I can't right. get a payment. Uh, well, do you have chance? Like, there's still a, a huge education gap of learning for these people to get onto, like, right. you, you got to get inbound. You just can't, like, oh, I have. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So that kind of leads me into the, my next question, which is, like, obviously you work with merchants, and, like, that's a big part of your, like, what you do with Crypto Beer Kings, and we'll get into that. And, like, but, like, the light, the, you had said, like, the lightning, light, the light bulb for lightning was kind of with the merchant payment side. So how do, like, how do you get merchants to understand, like, for if you go to a merchant and they're like, wait, you want me to accept Bitcoin? Like, wait, wait what's lightning? Like, like I, how, do you, how do you guide them through that? Or do you just take them straight to lightning and explain on-chain later? Like, I, I, I just, it's more of the approach. I don't even talk to the technicalities. I just, I, I build a whole demo for them. I essentially take, when I walk into, like, a lot of merchants, like, if, if they have, like, an online marketplace, I build a web page and I'll take their products and I'll show them what it looks like. So it's not like, hey, I'll come back again. And show you what it looks like. I'm showing them their products as a web page, and then showing you, hey, look, this is how you can take Bitcoin. So I don't even mention Lightning. I don't even talk like, literally the technical difficulties of it. I just okay. show, like you're getting Bitcoin payments. I don't even say what you know what the rails are. It's you're getting Bitcoin for your products, right? And I take them through a whole point of sale system. Like the customer picks A, B, C. You hit checkout. This QR code is going to pop up. They're going to take out their phone and they're going to pay. And boom, that's it. And so they, they're more impressed by that. Like, I don't even get into the tech. Unless they have questions and they really want to know, then I'll explain it to them. But most of them don't. They're just like, oh, okay, that's it? That's all I have to do to get payments? Like, yeah, that's it. Right. You know, and then I help you set up for your wallets and how you, and, you, know, how you get, extrapolate the back end of it. But for what they see it on the front side, like, that's it. I'm like, yeah, that's it. There really isn't much you have to do. So, so maybe walk me through, like, uh, like how do you kind of get a 50-foot, 30,000-foot view? Like, how do you approach merchants and, like, how do you market this to them? Kind of explain, like, if I was like a brewer, like, because you, you do like bars and stuff, right? Yeah. It's like, like, how are you, like, are you, are, how are you giving them a, are, are you just paying them on chain after, or like, how does, how is this working so for them? Early on, for a lot of the demos, was it was just a bar tab. So mm -hmm. it was just my credit card for them because they didn't want, they, you know, no one, I haven't yet met bars that just jump in head first, like, yeah, let's set this up tomorrow. Unless they've been in Bitcoin, they have a real deep understanding and they want, they just never took the, you know, the steps to do it, right? So unless they really have like, yeah, I want to, I want to do this. They want to see, you know, they want to see what it looks like, how it operates, how it, you know, interacts with their system, which it doesn't right now. It's really two systems. Like they have the traditional point of sale and then they have, you know, the Bitcoin system. Right. Eventually it's going to merge, you right, know, with right. Strike and what they're doing with the their block, block and, and cash, cash and, app yeah, and square and all that stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It eventually will come into that. But so right now it's just more separate. So yeah, essentially it's just the bar tab that you know, I'll run for the night. So this way they get paid and they're not worried I'm stiffing them on a bill or something like that, right? But then we spend, you know, we spend Bitcoin. Essentially, I'm just collecting it just to hold, just to, you know, for transactions. 
So when you guys, you know, in the few minutes we did, people were spending, you know, through Strike or Cash App, whatever, Lightning. I'm just collecting, you know, I'm collecting essentially in Bitcoin. And then are you sending the the bar the bar the Bitcoin or they want the fiat? So that's why I said I want the fiat. Yeah. So off. that's so, but that's why I use my card and I just I, I close out with them the other night. But for, for them and for a lot, you know, for the community that we like did in the last year, like a lot of them was their first time using Lightning. Like mm-hmm. they don't use it often. Like the people who attended, the yeah, events, the people right. who attended. So they never bought anything with that. No, and most of them, most of them, you know, they DC, you know, DCA. Oh, this is a great way for you to get KYC free Bitcoin. It's kind of funny like that, but it's not the intention. The intention is to like. I, it, bet, it, I bet it is. Because yeah. I, guess, but it comes back to my lightning. And I use it for other stuff. Right. It goes out the other way. Like I don't. Well, and you're setting up the infrastructure, and there, there's the education aspect where you're saying like people have never even used it before, yeah. so they're learning about it asking questions and getting the bartenders like oh well there's a bunch of people that showed up at our bar to yeah. spend bitcoin for beer wait what's this whole bitcoin thing and, about? and it does and that's how the conversation is built so it's more right. from the education side it's just so everyone gets a feel for it because like i said it's very hard to have someone just jump in right away if they have no experience or never done anything with bitcoin you know so when they see it, it's like oh okay then they kind of get more engaging conversations like oh so how does this go and how does this go and then the questions you know they kind of they come building from that and it was nice too, because the community too, like a lot of the, you know, a lot of people who attend these meetups out here, the Bitcoin meetups, they they don't spend Bitcoin. Like right. they they stack, they get them, you know, however they buy them from the exchanges or wherever they get them, but they don't actually use anything Lightning. They never actually do any transactions. And, and there's always a couple, one or two that I have to kind of guide them. And it's not nothing wrong with that. They just don't do transactions in Lightning. You know, that's not it's new for them. So it, they learn like, oh, that's all it is. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Like, and then people like those light bulbs click and like, wow, that's super easy. If someone's like starting to go down the lightning rabbit hole perhaps they're already pretty confident in like bitcoin where would you say like is a good like are there good resources to visit or like like what's a i think it's just doing to be honest like hey, if you could like i don't like all the custodial things like you know strike we know is custodial right? right right but you could actually play with lightning and spend Jack's Bitcoin. You just want to use yours, <laughs> right? Because you, you can give them. It, it is KYC though. Like I like I don't like championing KYC stuff, but like if someone really wants to, they're unsure of, and then you know they've been stacking, let's say Bitcoin on the side, and they don't want to open up channels, they don't want to do right. You know, Cash App, you could do the same thing with. Like you could spend other people's Bitcoin and and use Lightning to see how it works, like without right. without having to spend your Bitcoin. Yeah, Cash App added Lightning recently, receiving yeah. too. Yeah, there so, was just send for a bit. So, like, now, like, I'm just saying, so, like, again, I'm not a big fan of the custodials, but there is that useful side. Like, if someone wants to, they, that would be an approach. What Do you have a thought, do you have a, a, a take on on Cash App and other, like, competing Layer 2s to Lightning? And, like, if they could be a threat to Lightning, like, let's, like, a custodial? Because, well, I mean, truly, Cash App, like... If I have, I can, I can fulfill a lightning invoice, but I can also just, if you're a cash app customer, I can just send you Bitcoin in cash app and they just go and like adjust their little ledger. I, again, it's custodial. I mean, right, right, off, right off the bat, you could be rugged at any time. They could just lock you out. Totally. Yeah. It, 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 so it's no different. Like it, it, but Bitcoin or fiat, it doesn't make a difference. Like you're still, sub, right. you're, you're still subject to their rules. Right. You know, not, it's, it's, a custo- it's, it's not your money. Yeah. It's not your money. And they could block a transaction. Like, you know, they are. They are the guardian in a sense. So right. like, so that's their money. Your yeah. IOU. Yeah. And you know, you're using the rails just because they say like, oh yeah, we're, you know, we're using lightning as rails when we're Bitcoin. Like that's not the full picture. Like it's easy marketing words how to, you know, spin out there. But again, there, there was a guy on Twitter, I forget his name. He had a transaction that he was trying to donate to a developer or something like that using strike and they blocked him and stopped his account for a while. 
And I forget, I don't remember the name of the tweet, but like that can happen. That's my point. It's just because you're using Bitcoin, like in that, in that custodial fashion, right. that's what you're subject to. You are still subject to the same thing. If you're brick and store and you're a merchant, you know, hmm. just because you want to take those transactions, like if you don't do it in your own self-sovereign way, like you're, you're subject to the same rules. Right. You're playing by it. And so again, like going back to your question with lightning and that layer too, like, yeah, these guys will facilitate it. It's good knowledge and helping people get on board and get out there and see what it's like to use it. But from a merchant side, you, you're still subject to the same thing. Like, you know, a fiat transaction or a product you sold that bank doesn't like it. They, they call you and say, Hey, we don't like your business. We're cutting you off. Right. Cash well, and that's and they're they're exposed like businesses today are exposed to that with yeah, their fiat with the fiat their custodial but, fiat because you know no one takes cash anymore yeah. because they're worried about their employees stealing from them or getting counterfeit cash or mm-hmm. anything myriad so, reasons so and then again these guys come in and like we mentioned Square is going to do it you know blah right, but right. they're all going to have it it's going to be and that's po- like see I'm worried that that like it's going to like cash app for example and like I like I like what Square is like Square and block block. Square, I don't know. There's like a 14 names. <laughs> well, the same what, thing. The the merchant side, Square is their mm-hmm. merchant side business. Like Square is going to add Bitcoin Lightning for sure. It's not a matter of if, but when. <laughs> and I'm worried that they're going to incentivize people to hold the Bitcoin there. That's in Cash Apps or Block's wallet. But I have hope because Block is also working on uh, the, the TBD protocol and their own hardware wallet. Yeah, the whole hardware. So maybe, just maybe, they'll have like an encourage to be like, hey, withdraw to your own Cash App hardware wallet but, or Block wallet. But see, I, I, we hope so that too. But I guess if you're still running through their services and systems, right, can they still block it at that you're point? You're still blocked until it gets to your wallet, still, right? You know what I mean? So like, But if you're a business accepting credit cards, like you already are dealing with that, right? But then yeah. they're sort of... They're like using like half, like they're not getting the full benefits of Bitcoin yeah. because it's not completely that's, censorship resistant at that point. So that's why I try and help a little bit when merchants do ask about this and educate like, you know, just because you're going to take Bitcoin, if you're still using any type of square or even strike, let's say like you're still subject to those rules. Like, but when I try to show them is like, here's how you can actually take it to your own wallet. Like no one could stop you from, from doing this. Like, but that's know. a different conversation though. Right. Because you, like, it, we, yeah, You're asking a, a merchant two different questions. Do you want to s- take the world's best money or, and do you want to run your own payment infrastructure? Yeah. Like they aren't necess- they kind of have to be, I mean, at least in my understanding, like if you want to really get the world's best money, you need to run your own payment infrastructure, but like, that's not going to be practical not, for every, no, of course not. So it's like, that's a lot to ask. It's like, shoot, if, even if I could just get them here, like the first part of like, yeah. do you want to accept the world's best money? <laughs> like that's a win, right? It's like yeah. two different battles almost. It is. And I think that's why like, I try and help them with the merchants. Like, and this goes, doesn't have to be just a brick and mortar store. This could be online. This could be anybody who's a gig worker. Like right. I think at this point in time, you should at least be exploring. How do you take these Bitcoin payments? Like, how do I accept Bitcoin? And, and think about it right now. Like, if you were a business and you come out and, like, uh, you know, also you take, you know, payments. Like, you're not going to get flooded with, a, you know, $10,000 worth of payments of Bitcoin, in the, you know, in the month. It's I don't know, dude. That's what Ben Justman said, dude. He said he started taking Bitcoin for his wine and, and his business blew up. I mean, what's coming out? The episode's coming out. Well, it'll be out before this, but. Yeah, okay, so he, he got so he got lucky. He, he got but, a lot of but he also like found a niche market where like people who are Bitcoiners who like wine wanna yeah. wanna give people who sh- it's really I th- I don't think it's more of he, I accept Bitcoin. I think it's actually more of like I have a shared value and I appreciate the small business work ethic and like because yeah. we have these shared values like 
that's why I want to buy your wine. And that's why maybe the wine's good. I don't drink so anymore. So I don't know. But so I think like that's another, another topic, another question. Like in that sense, like just be able to spend Bitcoin with a merchant. Is that, is that what you can do? Like I, I was talking with someone a while ago. I'm like, well, just because they accept Bitcoin, but if they're turning it back to fiat at the end right. of the day, immediately, I'm, probably, I'm not going to probably spend my Bitcoin. Right, because why? So, I could now I could use now I might use Strike and just pay them because to use that as a rail, right? But I'm not going to take the Bitcoin I've earned and just give it to someone just because they're going to turn right. it to fiat. Now you're a business. Hey, look, you're a business. You have overhead. You have costs. Like I get it. You have to right well, now the, the fiat is, but like you know, an independent guy might you know I paid for services that. Of an independent guy, and he, you know, they self custody hold that stuff. So I'm more inclined to spend my Bitcoin with those type of people, right? Like more- Crypto Cloaks Rick, he said, if somebody pays him in Bitcoin, he always howls yep. it, yeah, and which I- can be really tough during bear markets. <laughs> <laughs> and which, which I did. So I bought the bracelets for my NFC. He did the 3D print yeah, for yeah. the bracelets where I used for, you know, pay for the beer that I had on. on. Yeah. I paid him Bitcoin because I know his his standing behind Bitcoin. Right. He was I, a guest right before you. Yeah. So, like, I know he's not going to just go take it to the bank at the end of the day to strike and turn it back to fiat. Right. Because like, if he was to do that, I probably wouldn't pay. I'd just give him, like, you know, my debt, my credit card or debit right. card, whatever it may right. be. Like, so I think Bitcoin is, too, like, understand, like, if you want to spend Bitcoin or if merchants, too, you want to, there's more, more people want to work with you, spend with you if you are that type of, like, let's say you're going to hodl it or, or even if you, even if you accept it and, and give it to your staff in tips or you pay another vendor and tip, right. like there's a circular economy around that that can be built with, you know, I call I it like a down chain effect or, you know, like a down transaction effect. Like you pay me. Trickle down economy. Uh, of SATs, trickle down SATs. <laughs> but like you think about it, like if I, if I take all that and now I can pay a vendor, I can pay staff, I can right. pay. Like it's going really to purpose. I'm not just going back to fiat, or I'm not just kit, you know taking out these quote unquote precious twenty you know sats of this twenty one million Bitcoin and like right. and just it, turning it back. The, the education lesson kind of starts and ends right there when they convert it back to fiat. Yeah, but and if, yeah, but if you're able to build a circular economy and now everyone's just exchanging in it, then it, people are more inclined to spend like their pers- you know that personal sat you know how, stacks that they've done. How important do you think using Bitcoin is? for adoption today or is it more about getting the well maybe they're the same two sides of the same thing like uh, but is it is it super critical that i spend it or like are things like just teaching people about the principles of bitcoin and like the diff how money works like is it or or do you think it's super important that people like actually get out there and spend it and that's like the way that we get adoption yeah i think that that whole hyper bitcoinization is just a meme like you know people just want to hold hold you know huddle it forever right they want to just stack it, which is nothing wrong with that. I, that's your preference. That's your preference. But like, you know, everyone thinks well, numbers, it's money. Yeah. Num- it's meant to be circulated. Yeah. Numbers going to go up. Numbers going to, and just because of scarcity, right? It's 21 million Bitcoin and just supply and demand laws that those things don't change. So yes, the money, your, your price could go up. But if you really want people, we have to start using, we have to spend, like I said, we mentioned earlier, if you don't want to spend your own, spend Jack Mollis, you strike, right? Because I could collect it on my side and keep it in stats. Like right. I don't, I'm not changing it back to fiat. So I could charge, you could pay me through strike. I don't care. Like I, I'll That's, take it. When I bought some coasters from, uh, from Rick, mm-hmm. I, I paid him through strike. Cause I was like, I don't want to give you my Bitcoin Same. for these coasters. Yeah. Like these are going to be some expensive ass <laughs> coasters <laughs> someday. someday right? And he was like, I'm not <laughs> selling you my coasters for fiat. And I was like, well, we're a standoff now, sir. <laughs> Thankfully strike had a solution. That's actually a great point for strike. I mean, it's like yeah. in that situation, like strike is like, it is. Well, I don't it, know how else we would have solved that. Yeah. It was and, like a and you know, Satoshi wanna, standoff. And that's some people want to spend, their, you know, Bitcoin in there and they don't. So that whole hyper Bitcoinization, like, 
again, the custodial side of strike and others like Cash App and stuff does suck. It's, I'm not championing it by any means. I'm just saying there is an alternative of how you can use it and how new people can get on board and at least use it to at least see, you know, see the economy. And I think we have to be able to spend like, and I, right. as, as I mentioned earlier, like any merchant brick and mortar online gig should at least be exploring how do I take Bitcoin payments? How do I take it? How do I, how do I hold it? Like, how do you get them even asking, like getting curious about that? Once they start seeing the money flow, and once they start seeing the Bitcoin transact, then they're like, all right, what the next, the next question comes like, well, how do yeah. I have the, how do I get a wallet? How do I do this? Like, is it not intuitive. like the pain that they, do they not just need to feel pain? Cause that's my thought <laughs> is like, they have to get gouged by Clover or one of these other, mm -hmm. they got to be paying 5% merchant services fees. Some, somebody goes and buys a seven, a seven up. And they decide to pay with Afterpay and they are like, wait, I just paid a 7% fee to the merchant service. Yeah. I think that uh, maybe, maybe you have a different opinion, but I'm thinking they got to feel pain there or they got to feel pain from the theft from employees or they got to feel pain from chargebacks. I don't know. I think, like, why, do, why else would they switch? Like, I think the, the, what they're so used to, this is what they just chalk it up to and being lazy. Well, it's the cost of doing business. Well, Okay, that's the cost news, but so they got to feel pain because they were like going broke because they're like, dang, like profit margins are thinning out, hard yeah. times. But like, if that, if that's your approach, like this is the cost of doing business. Well, this is what, what I'm trying to say is like Bitcoin is now that old that game changer in that it is the disruptor. It's that, no longer a throw. Oh, it, that's just a, cost, like no, I don't have to be charged seven percent to take Bitcoin. I could be. It's it's literally no charge. Right, like, and pay, if you wanted to convert it back to fiat, you'd still be better off. You still, yeah, the fees wouldn't even come close, and you don't have to have merchant service and monthlies and all these terminals and all and and, and all these instant things. settlement too. And, yeah, instant, and you get like I said, instant settlement. So like the, this whole narrative, well, it's just the cost to do a business. It, it's changed, Absolutely, and and, right. and, 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 and again, and again, it's the education. How do you get them to understand? Like, well, that's it. You know, I pay you. I pay you for you know for a product, right? For a cost of product. That's like. Like that's how it goes. Not me. Well, not me, but you know what I mean. Like that's indirectly, how, I guess. Yeah, but like you know what I mean. Like I pay for that product. Like this. That's it. There's no other fees. There's no terminal fees. There's no credit card intermediary right. fees. It's, like, it's, it's transparent. transparent. Yeah. Right. So right. like all of a sudden, those that whole mindset of like, well, it's close to like no, oh, I, ten I, cents plus seven cents per transaction plus yeah. a three percent per volume plus a monthly service fee plus well, oh plus anything else terminal fee you got you know forty dollars a month per terminal yeah. you got three of those yes yeah, so oh, every time you call the customer service line <laughs> we got a you know forty dollars an hour billing rate like yeah so like that so this so this is really a big game changer in the sense where bitcoin can actually disrupt in that sense of that whole mentality like no That's, we, yeah we don't have to we don't have to do these rules and these now, are not like just things we were like oh cost of doing bit like the cost of doing it's business. not just like oh well oh, there's nothing we can do about yeah. it there's an alternative. There is the alternative, and then would you, it'll take a lot more adoption by the merchants that will actually force the original providers to start adjusting their fees or or things like once they start seeing that like their clients, so-called clients, they're cut, right dropping or or using less credit cards because maybe they're taking Bitcoin on you know for their products and goods. Like they're going to have to change too. Like, but it's going to take that mass. It, it'll take a bigger mass of adoption. But then you also need it's it's two sided. You need the adoption. Then you need the community to come out and spend Bitcoin. You're right. You need you, both. You need both because no one's just just because you put a sign. It's going to happen simultaneously. Like merchants. I, okay, so there's like a a delay in like when someone pays and when you get that money in your bank account. Like if I'm running like a liquor store or something, and I like somebody checks out, like I don't, I can't just like go and spend that that because the credit card hasn't even settled. Mm -hmm. And then like the again needs to be like the cash needs to be sent to my bank, right? And mm -hmm. then that that cash has to settle. So, so there's a lot of steps. There's a delay. 
when when inflation starts rip ripping, like mm-hmm. we're talking when people start looking at the wait, by the time the money clears, it's lost two percent of its value already. Yeah. Like in two weeks, I've lost then they're gonna say, Okay, I can no longer afford to wait for this delayed settlement. Yeah. That's when they're I still I think it's either it, that or they're gonna be like, I gotta raise my prices in fiat so yeah. much now. That I'm just overpricing things in fiat, and I'm going to price myself in Bitcoin. I think I just like don't think people adopt it until they feel pain. I, I think what you hit on there is like you know if you're if you want to test you know from a merchant testing the, testing the water to take payment like you you know you have a cost of good or service for whatever that is right. Let's say you, you do twenty bucks a month in Bitcoin just because you just started taking it right. You can float that on the fiat side to cover whatever real cost you have because you have to pay whatever bill whatever right. whatever if, like. But if they start thinking about it in the terms like you said, well, my cash is going to depreciate because if inflation's going up, and if you think Bitcoin's going up too, you have a, this other value ad set on, on your books, or you know you keep it on your books, you keep it on side, whatever you want to do with it. But you have appreciative asset that will gain over time. So like you can sit there and afford to you know to eat the fifty dollars a month or a hundred whatever you know whatever somebody's willing to come and spend in Bitcoin, so you can cover your cost, but. On the side, you know you're accumulating this this wealth of Bitcoin that if it goes up over time, well, that suddenly that 50 bucks that I would have been paid is now worth 45 because of inflation, but my now my Bitcoin's worth 100. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, there's, there, there is a good trade-off that, you know, again. It's the time. It's the time. Like people, the time preference. It, so, I, like, these guys, and I talked about this in a previous episode, these guys came and fixed my oven, and I just gave them $10 tip mm-hmm. each in Bitcoin. Yeah. And they were like, what do we do with this? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> just hold it hold, like look at it in like 10 years you know yeah and that was it was like 16k or 8 17k when i did yeah, so that you gave them a lot and of now sats. i'm dude if they look it was like over it was like, yeah it was yeah. like a hundred thousand over a hundred thousand sats so that's what i'm saying so and now and now yeah. they're now they're it's like 25 if they go and I, I did send it to them on cash app <laughs> uh, i was like look dude like just yeah. <laughs> one battle at a time you yeah. know i was they, like download a self custody wallet and they're like bro yeah, like, <laughs> give yeah. me give me money if you want. I'm like, okay, <laughs> never mind. The, yeah. Take the Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. Just give me the ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. Cash app's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, now now if they go look in cash app, they're gonna be like, oh, it's like it's, it's, going up. it's yeah. fifty. I mean, it's still not a lot of money, but like it's up fifty percent. Yeah, you know, which is pretty insane. And then now think about it for a business like that overhead cost. Now, if you now if you did want to go and cash out because you need to cover your bills, like I said, there's real real cost with you know running an operation. Right, right. Like you can actually take some of that and go cash out and, and make ends meet. Like they so like, right, and that was profit that you wouldn't have had if you accepted fiat. Yeah, because your, your, your fiat and with inflation would have gone down over time. So it's just got to start happening quicker. Yeah, like I, the faster inflation gets, the the more pain people are going to feel. The quicker they're going to be forced to adopt it. Both from a, I want people to buy my things in Bitcoin because I'm a merchant, and so people will start yeah. customers will start paying. But also, I will start accepting it at the same time because the. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting arbed out. Like I'm losing value on like yeah. the time value of money between yeah. when I bought the, the cost of good and when it sold. And think about it too, like from, you know, as a business, like I can incentivize like, Hey, pay me in Bitcoin. I'll give you 10% off 5%. But, off. but then like that's, but 
I guess then you need to really have an incentive. Then the pain's got to be really bad if you're also discounting but it. But I'm saying, but if you believe it, like if, you're if much, it's that bad, if, right? If, if, but the point is, if you're and you want to be, why well, couldn't you just take it and turn it into Bitcoin right away and not give them fifteen percent? If you if you were a merchant and figured that out already, but if you believe and you want Bitcoin, like you instead of getting fiat for your stuff, or you can float, like you want to be paid in Bitcoin, like I'll give you five percent, ten percent off. Right. You're incentivizing the public side, the, the consumer side, to like maybe hey. Oh, I could get this for ten percent off if I just do this, you know, and just pay you in Bitcoin. Yeah, okay. So that that's how we're building more adoption, right? And we're getting more acceptance of it. And like merchants, you know, we're changing the merchants' mind. Like that's what it, it's. There is a lot of education, outreach, and push, and like the merchants have to be there, the consumers have to be there for it too. Like you know, you just can't slap a sign and say I accept Bitcoin, and all of a sudden there's four hundred people at your door the next day. You know, you may get lucky. It may you know the wine guy. I mean, he it sounds yeah. like he's doing well, but not everybody's going to have that right off the bat. But in time, they will. But now you can start to incentivize, you know, start to incentivize, like, through things like that or give back, like, gift cards to your loyal customers in, that, in Bitcoin, you know, like, some kind of, like, bulk card that'll have sats on there. So they actually come back to your shop and pay you back in sats. So, like, there's a lot of incentive. And then, and think about it, none of the fees are, and, that you would normally do to pay to have all that done, you're not paying that. Right. You're no longer paying those things. Those aren't pain points for you anymore. Like, oh, there's another percent. Oh, it's another fee for this. Oh, it's another fee for this. Or, again, back to the cost of doing, well, that's just the cost of doing business. But, it's but not then, anymore. like, okay, it, it, we, a merchant we, sets up his channel. Merchant says, "All right, Anthony, you're right. I'm gonna start taking lightning." Mm -hmm. Okay, well, you got to pay this channel opening fee. You got to pay this inbound liquidity fee. Oh, force closed. Ooh, that's gonna be rough. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's why we, you know we're still built. You know, developers still working on the backside because there right. is there there is a lot of that stuff too. Yes. So like I can help them run like any merchants I want to. I can help them. I can help run it for them for a while. I don't want to run these things forever for them. Right. I could build you know just a simple web page for them. They could add their products and they again it's for it's for them to test too. You know what I mean? And we could just learn and work through it to it. And I could configure the backend for their wallet so the money goes to them. It's it's theirs. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to make money. Like I wanted them just to understand it. Like if this is still. In a sense, still babysit because I'm, you know, thinking from that from if you're a brick and mortar store, you have a lot more issues to worry about than taking Bitcoin payments, right? Right. This is very easy for a gig, you know, for the gig economy, for a gig guy who just wants something on the side. And, you know, maybe you don't need something so elaborate. You know, you could just, you know, let's say use like, like a Breeze wallet, right? You can actually take all your lightning payments or Moon wallet. Like you could take that. So you don't need anything super elaborate, but if it gets you into the first steps and then like, well, how do I self-custody? How do I get more hold and certain things? Right. Like. It, it's it's got to be breadcrumb trail to like to get that knowledge to go through like we've been on it you've been on it, i've been on it you know this is this didn't happen overnight for us this has been right. me five years learning all this stuff and it still changes you know daily it changes you know what's out there and products coming out and services and like how do i improve myself to help merchants you know uh, you know get past those pain points the the lightning network's got a long way to go i'd say but it's still I mean, it's, va it's, it's like, you're, you're saying it's like, I'm thinking like, it's, it's still val It's obvious that it's got use cases, but, mm -hmm. it, but here's where I run into trouble is like, it, it's got like the lightning network's got legs, if you will. Like it's got some flywheel momentum. Mm -hmm. Like we, we said it went from, you know, 1500, whatever Bitcoin capacity, like 5,000 or whatever it is today. But like, I still hear like there need to be these like altruistic sort of actions to take to adopt it like i need to do this so that you know my customer like i got to give them five percent off to encourage it and it's like isn't the whole premise of bitcoin's adoption that like the incentives kind of take care of themselves right and so i'm i just wonder like how much like 
manual involvement, like how much forcing adoption is needed, like, or is like, and if, and if it's needed, is that like terminal, is that like a problem or, or has the killer use case for lightning that would bring about that kind of flywheel mm-hmm. momentum just not came about? Maybe, maybe it's like things like, like, uh, like Chami and mints and all that are like built on top of that. Right. Like mm-hmm. layer three. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you, I still think layer two has room to grow. It does. Like, I think there is still there. It, Cause it's just the way it was, the response of times, like, you know, being able to send more transactions faster. Obviously it might not be able to do the biggest transactions. Like we talked about earlier, like a thousand bitcoins worth, but for a few hundred dollars, you can get by and, you know, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We they're going to coexist. They're going to eventually in time stuff will grow. You know, these things will grow. I think lightning's challenge is, is the adoption side. It is, like I said, we talk about, you are staking your real Bitcoin up there. When you, when you put it, when you open up channels and you put it out there, that's real Bitcoin. So that's there. I mean, that's why I closed my channels because mm-hmm. it's like, I, I mean, as uh, I'm not like bearish on lightning, I'm just, there wasn't a reason for me to do it. And mm-hmm. like I was saying, it was like, if there's not an incentive, I'm not going to do it. And mm-hmm. there, there was a disincentive because there was too much risk for not enough reward at the moment. And the reason I did it for as long as I did was because I was interested. It was like a more of an altruistic yeah. thing. Like I'm trying to help the network grow. I want to learn about it. But once I was like, okay, now I've, I've, I've learned about it. Yeah. I've, I've kind of done what I could. I think it's a, it, it, the lightning network, however it grows in the future, you know, to be seen, right? Would right. it be something else with layer three or maybe layer four <laughs> or five in time? You know, who knows? The layer two is always going to be there for us, like to be able to use and, and at least show people in a, in a depth, in a way like here's how transactions work. Here's how we don't happen to get into the nuances of like, why am I waiting 10 minutes for a confirmation? <laughs> like, right. The like, instant settlement is so key. That is like the, that's, that's the, the biggest selling yeah. point. That, that is the biggest selling point, but like be able like, and the to fee. Sh- and the, the fees. fees. Yeah. yeah. You're paying, you know, paying pennies to send transactions or, back or forth. potentially nothing. Like if it's like, you know, if you've got zero fee channels between you, you could, yeah. you could be zero. And not everybody, you know, there's thing, not everybody needs to be a node runner for lightning. Like not everybody merchant has to like, there's, Again, like as I mentioned, like these non-custodial tools, like a breeze, while a phoenix, Merc, like you can actually they can, will, you, you can they'll do, coexist too. They'll coexist, and it could be at a small scale. Like you don't have to do you know any elaborate setup, but if you want to, there are options out there. Like there's this you know this, the high side, the low side of it. Like the right. simple, easy side. The worst side is the custodial side, which is going to be the square, the square systems and but the cash. And they'll all, but they'll all exist. Like they, they'll they be are. they'll like people will be sending Bitcoin over Cash App mm-hmm. in a custodial manner. Yeah. People will have lightning channels peer to peer until they get <laughs> with their own nodes. People will have lightning channels on custodial nodes. Like I think they're all gonna they're gonna, gonna exist. Yeah. And, and which is it, it, light people will send Bitcoin on chain, but like yeah. to me it's like okay, the minimum amount of Satoshi's a Bitcoin transaction can take up is like a couple hundred. Mm-hmm. So if you're telling me that I'm supposed to buy something for ten sats in the future, well <laughs> on chain is not I mean just, just yeah. Okay, I'm going to pay 3,000% of the cost of the product but, on fees. Yeah. Now we're way worse off than we were before, right? <laughs> so 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 there's got to I mean it it's it's key. It's, but I just don't I'm 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 it's, I'm having trouble seeing where today Lightning Network like why like why why should I run a Lightning channel other than like for own I personal interests, you know? That, that's just it. I don't I don't anybody else to run I don't force I don't sit there trying to oh you got to run a node. Like Right, you know, the Bitcoin as a community, they took into that whole. Well, you need to run a node. You need to self host. You need to do this, this. Right, and it actually turns off more people than it turns on to it. Right, right. So I don't like a lot of the, you know, like I said, custodial stuff or certain solutions. But hey, here's an alternative. You just want to try it. Here, here use use this. So you can at least play with it. 
Now you want to come back. You want to run those. You have work. Sure, come back. I'll answer any question on the on you know on the day that you have. Like there is to me, there's no. You don't have to run lightning. Like I don't expect anybody to run lightning. I, I think I, I, some, something like I'll a voltage t- is I, a really because really good service. Yeah, because you're not asking the business to like become technologists. Yeah. Like if you're ever pizza pizza restaurant, it's hard enough making good pizza, keeping mm-hmm. your staff you know in order, yeah. like make you know ordering supplies, like. There's a lot there. You don't need to be worrying about like that's why they pay these fees and they're like it's cost of doing business because yeah. they're like honestly it would cost me more time to like have to worry about this stuff. So Absolutely. something like Voltage and they're also not sponsored but it could be <laughs> um, they like are like okay well you have control of your node meaning that like someone can't like you were saying about the instance where somebody sent from strike, like they blocked the payment, mm-hmm. right? Like voltage, like sure. It's custodial in that. Like it's not your computer, but they can't just like insert themselves and be like, Nope, no, nope. you, <laughs> that, that lightning transaction is not allowed. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's your node, yours, you have the root privileges on the computer. I think I don't run one there, but yeah, it, they, their claim is, is that they don't host any of the keys. It's all your keys. It's all your, you're just using their, your, you buy the infrastructure. You're, you're, it's a renting virtual the infrastructure. Pro- right, but they, I mean, sure, could they cut your whole computer off? Yeah, the infrastructure, yeah, but, yeah, you're totally. losing, but you're not losing the funds. The money's still yours. Like, if they just... But they're not inserting themselves in, in every yeah. single payment. Yeah. They Sure, they can cut you off from the whole system, mm-hmm. which is why, like, you should be sweeping your Lightning's, you know, liquidity from... Like, if you have... If you're a merchant, you get inbound liquidity, people pay you, now you have no inbound liquidity, you loop it out, right? Because you need that new inbound liquidity anyway. New channels, so you, you loop know. it out, take the funds on-chain into your self-custody cold storage, and then now, boom, you have... And there's a service... There's services for that. But it's, it's, but, it's still, but it's still less than what you pay for a credit card right, stuff. Right. Like, it's still a half a percent in some of those that they charge to, you know, to do from Lightning to on-chain. That chain. is a good point. So there is a fee, so, like, yeah. hey, look, nothing's free in life man like if you're if it's free you're the product right so so subscribe because this podcast is free and you are the product um so yeah so there's a cost but the costs are more competitive mm-hmm. and they're not like oh that's just I th- maybe that's like it's gotten such a monopoly that it's like these they just like gouge and they're like they're yeah. all kind of colluding to like bump fees higher and higher and mm-hmm. higher and Meanwhile, merchants are already ha- struggling, struggling with cost of business. Yeah. You know, things just yeah. Think about it. like you know, if you, you know, a million, you know, you're doing a million dollars a year in credit cards, but you get a three percent fee, right. like that's thirty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Right. You know, you and know, maybe your profit mark, your profit itself is only like a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. So yeah, and if you only a few percent, of your, you know, <laughs> so that's twenty percent. You know, yeah. If your profit, if you do a million in revenue, your profit margin is twenty percent. You make two hundred thousand net profit. And then three percent fees, thirty thousand. That's fifteen percent of your profit went to merchant fees. Yeah. It's sure was it you know it was only two three um, percent of the transaction, but everything else is that would have been yeah. that's so that's, that's what, something I never really thought about until you until just just now, dude. It's three percent, uh, but it's pure profit. It's yeah. literally all profit. Yeah. Now think about that you, they're taking out. And if you took it in Bitcoin, like you have that now, that's yours. That's like all if I, profit. If I paid that wow. to you, if I paid that to you, that's all yours. Now you could go. Obviously, if you need to cash out, you go. You go sell it or whatever. This, you know, obviously there may be tax implications, <laughs> certain things. Like, but if you go to fiat, like you still have to deal with taxes and things. You still have to, you know, even the fee to go from like we talked about from Lightning to on chain is still, you know, about a half a percent. So, and right. that's, that's doing that. This other companies that will do it for you for maybe 1%. Right. 
but it still beats all the three and a half and everything else that's hitting that that they're getting hammered with every month. Right. You know, you know, so now you're taking all that money. And now you again, we talked about you can just keep it all in Bitcoin, right? Now if the dollar goes down, the Bitcoin keeps going up. Now maybe that you know that million dollars of worth of Bitcoin is now maybe one point five or one point two, something like that. Like it's gone. Right. You know, and that's a whole different reason to do it. Yeah. And it's a completely separate. It's just a that's yeah. land yet. Yeah. And now, now like you, you like, know what that means. <laughs> Nobody knows what that means. So like now if you pay, like now you go to, because the, the value of SAS have gone up, right? Now, if you want to pay your vendor that we used to cost 10,000 SATs, now only cost 5,000 SATs that you're paying a vendor, like you still, right. you know, you're still making out on that side. Like there's, there's a lot more benefit down chain of building this economy. If, if you look at it that way, if you don't look at it, not in the dollar value, like we talk about, like the fiat value, but actual SAT value of like, What's the SATs value? This is, yeah, 5,000 SATs. You know, maybe later on it's 2,000 SATs. You know, like this. That's the light bulb moment, dude, when, like, you price your stuff in Bitcoin and, it's, mm-hmm. and it gets cheaper. Yeah. And it's like, wait. Yeah. Well, you, why aren't, oh. Yeah. Because money doesn't work. Well, I mean, money today doesn't work like that. Yeah. And if you look at, like, the fiat, the same thing that costs, you know, 50 bucks then, it's now 55 or, right. you know, $100 more. You People know, are brain, brainwashed into thinking that prices go up over time mm-hmm. when in reality the natural way of things is the opposite because technology is a deflationary force mm-hmm. so the more efficient the human race get the more labor surplus we have which makes prices cheaper mm-hmm. but somehow which it's actually bullshit cuz because that happens it gives the government more room to create inflation. Yeah. Like the more deflationary our economy gets, the more they can print money. And the more we need money to out there to get, get back in the right, system. Right. Like if there, if there's no deflation, then a lot of money printing would create severe inflation. Yeah. But if there's significant deflation from technological force, then they've got like, well, shoot, we got all <laughs> kinds of weight room to balance this sucker out. Yeah. And where does that money go when they printed it to the very top? Yeah. So that's actually why I think the inflationary, the the Cantillion effect, the 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 concentration of wealth at the very top has gotten so dramatic as of more recently. Was that like closest? What it's, do they call that? Closest being to the printer? Yeah, the Cantillion. Yeah. But I'm saying it's it's yeah. because technology has sped up. And the speeding up of technology has created more deflation, mm-hmm. which has created more surplus to print money without actually having inflation go rampant in the economy. So then they take that newly created money and like keep it close to the capital holders who have that technology. Mm-hmm. So like the all of the wealth has been amassed to what? Mm-hmm. Apple, Google, yeah. Microsoft. To the top. It's all been amassed in equity of Publicly traded technology companies. <laughs> you, I mean, you look at it too. Like you look at where because our, that's where the value is. You know, look at where our you know cycle in our economy. Like we go through inflation, then we have to go to deflation because we have to take all the extra money that we printed and put in the system back out of the system. So right. that we have the huge inflation. So like, but if we can't even it, at it, this it's, point. But it, it's just that it's a game that they're playing that what they're trying to balance out. Like with Bitcoin and us, we don't have to do that. We don't have to play that that game and those rules. And it's hard. And the more you've been ingrained in this system, yeah. too, the harder it is to unlearn it, too. Yeah. So like people who are like in their six people have been business owners their whole career like mm-hmm. it's like hard for them to they've been locked into this they're like no i know how it works yeah. right but you and, were teaching kids you were teaching kids this yeah. stuff like <laughs> did you find it like like was it easier for them to to understand this stuff like because they didn't have that to unlearn yeah so it's funny so ryan birch from our community his 
his wife works at uh, Strive, uh, Strive Lake in, uh, down here in Denver, one of the schools, and they're like a charter school. So they were doing a pop-up uh, pop store just before the holidays. And what happened was, like, she, she mentioned to him, and he's like, well, can they take Bitcoin? And she's like, that's a good question. You know, we can ask him. So it, they were working with another group called um, We Thrive, like a nonprofit. They help little kids, like, you know, trying to become entrepreneurs. They give them, like, that's cool. Yeah, so, like, they... So they so that was the side of the, that they did. They'd come up with products and like you know supplies, whatever is needed. So Ryan came back to the community, our Bitcoin community, and said, "Hey, who would be interested in like helping these kids learn about you know learn about one learn about Bitcoin and the banking, and two learn about you know how to use it like Lightning, essentially using Lightning in that case." So Mark Mariah volunteered, and I volunteered myself. So Mark did the actual you know the history and the teaching about Bitcoin and the banking system, and right. I, and I actually did the Lightning demos in class. So we had. Three, it was on a Wednesday. We had three classes, you know, 20 kids each, and we each had 20 minutes. Like, Mark did his thing talking about, you know, the history of money, why inflation, the banking, who controls it, whatnot. Then he kind of went to the philosophy of Bitcoin. So, like, and then I would go up there next and I would do, like, hey, this is, how the, this is what it looks like. This is a transaction, me to him, you know, that we just did, and there was no intermediary. There was no third party to approve this transaction to go through. Like, we didn't, call, you know, didn't go through the bank. It didn't go through any other third party. It just went from me to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the kids kind of took to them, kind of seen it like, I mean, they were seventh and eighth graders. So like talking about money, money in history is not exactly the greatest topic. In the right, 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 right. Yeah. Sure. Even, even to me, my, gla- my eyes glaze over in the philosophy and history of money and banking, but it, it is still, yeah, it is still, it is still a valid points. Like to at least have an understanding of, you know, where we're at, you know, where we're at with our economy and, and certain things. But like when you see the transactions and they kind of taking, taking, you know, taking a look at it and seeing like, Oh, okay. Did well, they have like, did they have questions or not, not in the beginning? Cause like, again, it was just a demo. So we had just like, you know, it was very early on. So that we came back the Friday, they were actually setting up in the gym for all their stuff. And then we brought all the kids to the classroom. We actually used in this example, we used the moon wallet. We had right. everybody, everybody download. Cause it has the point of sale built in and all, or it, they just created invoices. We didn't even have to go. We didn't meet. We kept a very simple. Oh, that's Breeze that has Breeze, the point of sale. Point of sale. So, so they just created invoices. So what happens, they came in before, before the event and we just had like 20, 30 kids just like, Hey, download the app, download, and we'll start to, you know. And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah. download an app, easy, yeah, easy. Like, done. It, yeah, the, the easiest side is the, te- <laughs> the tech side of it, exactly. So, like, Mark, myself, uh, Ryan, and Scott Charlie helped out, and we just started loading kids' walls up with $5 worth of Bitcoin, right? So they all get going. What was kind of cool to see before we even got down into, into the actual room to actually spend it, we were still in the room, you saw them turning around and started helping each other. Like, they were like, hey, download this app. Hey, get, did you get your Bitcoin yet? Download the app. And, like, they were actually telling their other friends, like, download the app. And then, like, you know, we show them how to create the invoice. So we pay them. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, 20 seconds later, like, nah, man, you got to create the invoice. Get, go hit the, hit the <laughs> light. Hit, hit, like, so, like, yeah, it, it, like no, you got to hit the button, dude. Yeah, exactly. So, like, they didn't, like, so, like. They didn't even need me marking the other guys there, like to, right. like, to do it. Like Kids, that was it, like they just caught it. Like wow, it was so incredible to see. So like they caught on so fast, and like they were just like, all right, now they had all this money. So then when we went down to the actual event when it started, like you know they started actually doing transactions. They actually started like you know from the merch side, they they create the invoice, and they would you know the, the consumer would just be like, all right, how much is that two dollars worth? And they just generate, and they were just scanning these codes, and like within I'd say about an hour, like you started hearing merchants like the kids yelling out like, hey. Which go, you know, I, I take Bitcoin. I take Bitcoin. Like, right. it, it, like it just, <laughs> so it was, it was really cool to see the seventh and eighth graders just like, 
it just adopted so fast, like just wildfire. And like they were coming back to us, like, hey, can we get five more dollars? Like, can we get yeah, more? Like, hustlers, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So they were taking advantage. Like, but, but it was awesome. So it was really, you know, it was kids really, are hustlers. Yeah, and it was really cool to see. So, like, I don't know, you know, how, who, who did what. You know, we don't know those things or anything like that. But we know some people, like, just seeing, like, you know, the amount of business that they were doing, they were taking all in Bitcoin. Like, they, they cleaned up pretty well, some of them, I have to say. Like, they actually did probably pretty well in what they accumulated now, what they did with to this day. We'll never know. But it's, either way, the, our goal was, like, to get these kids exposure, to, like, get them to actually, like, ask questions and start to use it. And then, you know, hopefully maybe they're doing transactions to this day with each other. Or maybe they put it with some wallet. Like, maybe it took, like, that the breadcrumbs of, like, okay, what do I do next with this? Like, you know? Well, you know what I just, like, as you're explaining that, too, I'm realizing, like, dude, you can't even have a bank account when you're a seventh or eighth grader. Like, yeah. you can't, I mean, maybe you can have, like, a kid's account. I guess maybe your parents can open up one in your yeah, name. Yeah, but, like, you somewhere. can't have, you, <laughs> that's not self-custody, bro. <laughs> like, I just realized, like, if, aside from cash, like, yeah. you know, like, when you're a kid, like, you're not even allowed to have money. Like, yeah. according to the fiat system, you yeah. can't even own money. So but, like, the Bitcoin network doesn't care if you're a seventh or eighth grader. Hey, mm-hmm. you you sold me your good that you, like, I'm giving you my world's hardest money, and, like, yeah. it's yours now. You That's don't what, need some identity or some proof of age or yeah. address verification to own. So they, and that, too, like, that. You teach them the right principles early on in their life, too. Yeah, like, and we told them, too, like, this is real money. I go, this is, you know, it's, it's a real, it's the only real <laughs> money, bro. But, like, I had a, we had to stress to them, like, this. This, you know, you have to, you can back up, you know, your stuff from Moon, the passcode. Like, we, you know, Mark and I stress, like, you guys have don't to. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. Because if you lose it, you can't you, get, you're not getting it back. That's the, uh, that's the, still, kids have a problem with personal responsibility. Yeah. I mean, they're kids. So, like, you but, know, you've got no, kids. I don't. So, you know, you know, but like. But that's, that's money. But this thing. But that's why you lose your cash. You also lost it, right? Yeah. So there's a thing, like when you tell them it's money and it's real, and like we, we would do it, like, this is it. Like, I have this, like, this is mine. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting it back from you. This is yours. Like they would, it, like those light, like you sort of feel the light bulbs stuck with them. Like that's oh. it. Like, like holy cow! And that's why they're like, "Can I have five more?" Because yeah, 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 they're it, like, "Wait, this is <laughs> infinite power." I have never yeah. experienced this. Mom and dad this tell me, like, mom and dad tell me, I can, you know, have this money. Like now, I had Bitcoin. Like, they don't even know. Yeah, that that was a little tricky. You know, a little tricky part. Like, because it felt weird. Like with the parents, like do they, you know. Dude, that's like I know. I, I mean, it's it's well, like it's again, great. Like, I don't have kids, so like yeah. I should not. I should be careful about weighing my opinions. And I'd be like, what? It's money. Yeah. Like you should be teaching kids as soon as they're. Uh, hey, you doing chores? Yeah. You're getting paid. <laughs> paid you're sense. not. Yeah. And, and guess what? You you want dinner? You're paying. Like you in that case, like it better be relative a fair wage. To, you know, mm-hmm. if, if they're expected to pay, you know, a third of their dinner, they better be getting a fair <laughs> wage. You know? And I, I, I do want to bring it back real quick too, because I want to do thank the Rocky Mountain Bitcoiners, because everybody really stepped up to do, you know, pretty much donate yeah. to this. Because like, mm-hmm. you know, this was, you know, funds that we raised our sats that we put together for these kids. This wasn't, awesome. this wasn't like we went to the exchange or we had we thrive or anybody else buy the sats and and we just sold it out. Like this actually came from the community of people, and there was a few from the outsiders. We we put it in a few other groups, Telegram groups. So I know there was other, you know, outsiders that, you know, from the donations and stuff like that. So it was a huge thank you to pretty much all, the whole group out there. Really stepped up and let these kids, you know, get their first crack at Bitcoin and spending and doing transactions. So it, it, definitely a big shout out to those guys. The, the, yeah, the, the Telegram community yeah. that we do. Yeah. yeah. It, they, like I said, they it's stepped a good up. group. Yeah. So we stepped, you know, set up the page for donations and I took it all in. And then we just doled it out at the event. So, yeah. And again, there was no, this was us self-funding because you know, right. it was kids. It was right. you, you volunteered your own time, your own mm-hmm. funds. Yeah. So it, well, it, dude, that means it's going to make a difference in it. 
at least one of those kids, I hope so. I really at least one of those kids is like going to become a Bitcoiner <laughs> now and their whole family's future has changed yeah. forever. Who, who knows? Maybe, in the, you know, you know, 10, 15 years from now, your podcast like, well, yeah, these guys came in and did this. Right. And that was my, my turning point in life where it, like Bitcoin, and I realized what this was and like, th- that's began my journey. Like it, it, could, it could, it could be, could be, yeah. could be, dude. I had a crazy thing and it's not nearly as meaningful as that, but uh, like a few years ago, I went home and I was in a high school band. I was in a metal band in like <laughs> oh ninth grade. Uh, had the long swooping hair, the heavy, heavy metal. Yeah. Like, like you couldn't, we didn't have lyrics. We just had noises, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, what we did have, like, we didn't have lyrics, but we had t-shirts mm-hmm. and we had, uh, these like pretty, I would say like legit looking t-shirts for being like a high school band. Like they were, they're pretty, they're pretty good t-shirts. Yeah. Got like a graphic designer and all. And I kid you not, dude, I saw, I went home and I was at a snowball stand, which New Orleans, right? Like the snowballs, people don't know what that is. <laughs> I was at a snow and I saw this guy working on the street wearing my band's t-shirt. <laughs> I was like, where did you get that? Wow. T-? I like, what? Yeah. What? And he was like, oh, Goodwill. And I was like, <laughs> holy oh, cow. No. <laughs> I was like, no, dude. I guess you made it. You made it to Goodwill. Yeah. Right? I was like, damn, that was not what I was hoping you would say. But I don't know. It was just crazy, like, how, like, that, like, I don't know, even, like, 15, it was literally like 15 years. Wow. Went, or tw- 10, 15 years went by since then. You know? And it just, like, it was, it, that little thing, like, like, it just impacted me so much <laughs> because I was like, holy crap, like this one little thing that I did, right? this guy, <laughs> like, like, yeah. and here my t-shirt is floating around like today. Yeah, yeah. And it was just amazing to like actually see the ripple effect of what I had done. Yeah. And it was so inconsequential. Like I'm saying, it was a t-shirt, like. Yeah. But I was like, you never see the, Im- like, you know, when you skip a stone, you like see the first three little, little waves Wakes. and then it's yeah. in, right? Yeah. And you never see like the 50th order effects yeah. of like, oh, that shirt got worn, it sold, it washed, it got, went maybe sold again. <laughs> it's like, dang, dude, yeah. like amazing. Yeah. Here I am seeing it again, yeah. you know? See, and that's the same effect we're going for the kids. Like we want, you know, we'll never know unless somehow they come back and contact us, right? Like, right. hey, thanks. You know, thanks for what you guys did. It changed my life or whatever. Like, would it be cool to know? Yes. Do I expect? But that's no. kind of the cool, that's kind yeah. of cool that you don't know too, yeah. right? Like, it sort of adds to the beauty of it. Yeah. Like, none of us are going to see hyper-Bitcoinization through all the way. I mean, like, mm-hmm. the Bitcoin I accumulate, it, hopefully some of it's for generations from now. Yeah. And it's like, that's you don't do that for you. No, and it's like, and kids. I won't know if I was right or wrong. Like yeah. inscription number 265, that <laughs> says value stack podcast on the Bitcoin. It doesn't matter to yeah. me, dude. I don't care if that's, but like, I don't know if I have like great, great, great grandchildren, they might be like, Whoa, yeah. like what? Like, yeah. like that's, and, but, and it's cool to think about like what could be, yeah. And and so maybe that I'm tapping into that. And that's what it is, is the time, you know, time preference, time, essentially the time preference of what, you know, the kids and grandkids, like, you know, I have my kids now, they're, they're, they're too young, but, you know, maybe like whether the Bitcoin and whatever, you know, whatever else this turns out to, you know, 50, 100 years from now, like they could say like my, you know, my dad, my grandparents or my great granddad, they were part of this movement, that part right. of that, you know, that started, it was kind of, you know, that's, that's a cool legacy to leave behind too. Because, <laughs> Regardless of like, not just being an investor of it, but like, you know, doing, partaking in the community, helping educate, podcasts, 
merchants, wh- whatever it is, but at least partake in that. Like your kids can sit there and say, like, hey, like, yeah, my dad was part of that. Like this is that's it. This is all that, about it, dude. That, 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 and that's a cool feeling. That's a cool thing you can leave. You Literally, know. only reason I do the podcast yeah. so that like maybe. Just, like maybe <laughs> in future generations they'll be like yo my grandpa was like mm-hmm. part of the you know group of couple thousand people that like figured this out early yeah. and like i mean sure is that a little arrogant to like be like yeah i want to be part of history yeah it is course, like, but, it, we, but it is but like yo, but we leave are, me alone <laughs> like i'm human <laughs> but, but we are though aren't we I and mean, it's, it's a selfless arrogance because it's like i don't even really get to enjoy it because i won't know if it was actually true, true or all for nothing and yeah. i look like a total idiot <laughs> until it's still after the fact <laughs> the greatest social i said is bitcoin's either be the greatest thing and the greatest social experiment you know of our time you know, but I, time I will, really hope I'm not wrong on this. <laughs> There's a lot of us hoping not wrong. Cause yeah. <laughs> to do my career, <laughs> yeah, cause we free much, time. Yeah. We've pretty much given up on the other system. So like we are hoping that there's some, you know, there's yeah, lights behind I mean, us. At this point I've, yeah, I, no. I don't, there's no, uh, there's no, this is the backup plan. This is the backup. Yeah. There is no backup plan. No. This is it. This is the plan. I, I, yeah. If you're, if you're sick of playing a rigged game, just quit. Mm. You know, and that's where I decided to do yeah. a while ago. Was yeah. like, I'm, I'm done. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to win because I know I can't. Like, mm-hmm. you look at your federal income tax bill, and that's all you need to see, <laughs> dude. It's just like, wow. Anyway, um, let's see. So we'll wrap up here in a bit. I want to ask, like, we one thing I forgot to ask you about was, like, how did you, like, what what do you think was critical in your background, like, before that, like, helped you synthesize the pieces of Bitcoin together? Like what, what was it about like your experience in your career or your just like in your life that helped you see Bitcoin early on and maybe lightning too, as an extension of that? I, I guess I've, I've been in technology. I used to build computers as, as a kid and, you know, custom build PCs to pretty much from like nine, from the late nineties on and stuff. So it was more than technology side. Then I kind of got into like uh, cellular stuff, building out cellular networks. So then Bitcoin came about right in, like, I guess to me, more in that 2016, 2017 range. I think probably 2017 more. Like, the, you know, I can get these apps on the phone. And then, like, it was just kind of new. But it was just a technology that I knew nothing about. Like, all I heard was, like, I could buy stuff anonymously. Like, that's, that was right, it. Right. But Which, isn't which the case. is wrong. Which is totally wrong. But Completely that, wrong. But you got to figure probably 95% of the people at the time, like, that's what they knew. Yeah, but don't like, buy don't buy anything <laughs> illegal with Bitcoin. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. So like don't. That, so like, do it with cash. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, that's what cash is for, bro. But like, so that, so that was like, oh, I could do certain things that, and the government can't say no. Right. They can't stop trying that. They can't do these certain things. Like, obviously, not knowing the full and depth of it. Like you mentioned, like it's traceable and all these other certain things. Right. That can happen now with it, but like at the time, I didn't know anything about it. You know, so like I just thought it was cool and fun technology, something disruptive. Like I viewed it as something disruptive. I didn't. You're in it for the tech. Yes, I was legitly in it for tech. I same, ne- same. Didn't read the white paper. Still haven't read the white paper, to be honest. So, <laughs> shouldn't admit that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Shouldn't admit I'm, that. Because I'm not good with. Fun. Actually, you. It's it's good that you admit it. You should read the white paper. Because I I treat it as as what it is, peer to peer. Like just from here, I treat it as that system. Like I don't view it as like. You should the read the white paper. <laughs> it's short. Yeah, I know it's short. That's what it says. I know it is. I just, yeah. I guess because I have more. I'm going to give you shit for that forever. <laughs> that's fine. I'm sure your grandkids now. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I, I, By the time they see this, you'll have read <laughs> the white paper. paper. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I will read it. I just, like, I just. There we go. I, I use it as a practicality sense. Like I said, I, my, 
my experience and what I do is what I practical, like the hands on, like the philosophy and like the philosophy of the banking system and like all that, like those people, that's, that's what they like. Yeah. Well, how many Christians haven't read the Bible? So, yeah. <laughs> so like that whole philosophy of behind the white, you know, the, what the white paper really represents, what it stands for. And like the, when you compare it to the bank, like that's what people like, that's what they want. Like me, I want an alternative system that I could use without people telling me no. That's, right. how, that's how I view it. And that's how it took me from Bitcoin to lightning and these, you know, and the tools that have developed along the way is like, that's how I kind of put it all together. Like by going hands on, like you mentioned with the kids earlier, like seventh and eighth graders, you know, they probably don't really necessarily know or care so much about the history of money. But when you start demoing Bitcoin, oh, things start to click for them. Right. And they, they understand the implications of it. They mm-hmm. maybe don't, aren't so, because I didn't really care about history. I'm more interested in history now. Oh, I'm definitely in that. Yeah. After I've seen kind of the marks that history has left. Yeah. It's like, oh, the world is this way. Yeah. Oh, that's why it's this way. Oh, yeah. like history gets more exciting the more you can tie things together and sort of see how they're all connected. Yeah. And, and I will say that Bitcoin helped me to that path too, understanding the banking system more. Like, because again, I didn't look at, I didn't take Bitcoin as the approach of like, you know, the philosophical, philosophical sense of it. It was more, how do I use it? How do I use it? What do I do with it? Right. And then like you said, the history side going back, like, oh, now I see why we're doing this. Oh, now now, I know why house prices are out of reach for most people. And and and, you know, certain things like it it brought me back to that side, the philosophy side of things of banking in the system, or at least learning, learning and understanding because most people don't even understand the banking system. They, you know. Right. Well, that's the thing. To ask someone to understand Bitcoin is asking them to understand banking, technology, civil liberty, like uh, freedom of speech. Like, there's a lot of things. It's a lot. It's a big ask. And you don't have to. That's why, like, you You don't have to. You don't have to do every aspect of it. That's why I didn't do it. I didn't jump in with the philosophy, like, oh, this is why I do it. That's why it's a rabbit hole, too, because you don't, it doesn't just click all at once. And there's many different ways you go with it from security, privacy, the libertate, like how the you get in, 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 introduced to it, right? Yeah. There's so many different paths with it. So mine just became, mine became more of a hands on, like, how do I do this? Yours how was through tech. Through tech. Yeah. Just because I enjoy tech and being interested in stuff. And I wish I ran mine as tech in 2011. Yeah, 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 <laughs> when, right. I was, when I was building all my custom computers, like, all oh, the GPUs, oh, I could have been running. No. Oh, man. Yeah. I, yeah, had I don't, don't want to kick myself for that one, too. Well, what, was the, what was the first <laughs> PC you built? Man, I you remember? Know. Yeah, it had the, had a Pentium two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. This is uh, man. Yeah, Pentium two. I had one of those Cooler Master one thousand ATX cases. The thing was like giant, like a set, like a five bay thing. Intel six generation, nineteen ninety seven, bro. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Pentium two was like my first process with real. You built that. Like, like, not the processor yeah, itself. The you didn't bump. fab it, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah, like, but the machines and the boards and all that together, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, 35 micrometer. Nano. Yeah. Is it UM? What's UM? Is that micro or nano? The little U with the line. I, 35 UM, whatever. Yeah. I don't remember now anymore. So, I, I got it. Anyways, and like, I think at the time, like, one gig of RAM was, like, Big. Oh yeah, dude. This had a. This had a. I'm looking at the Pentium two max clock rate. Your great ancestor, your great great grandkids are gonna freaking laugh at this max clock speed of 233 megahertz. Yeah. yeah FSB is. speed of 66 front megahertz. Front slide bus. I still remember that. Yeah. That's what that means. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said FSB. It's been a long. It's been a long time. I got it. I got it like 20 years ago. What uh, what's the most recent PC you built? I don't I don't build them anymore. No. It, it, what's funny is because coming back to Bitcoin and learning about privacy and fee- freedom. Yeah. 
like it's kind of getting me back into like FOSS stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. I I remember dealing with Linux back when, like, in the nineties, yeah. where you had to search for drivers for anything because <laughs> it's just nothing. Now they get packaged. Now they get yeah. packaged. Now everything obviously works. You know, Ubuntu's gotten better. Uh, Mint OS. But, you know, uh, but Mint is good. Mint is good. Pop OS. Like this. Pop's mo- cool too. So like this alternative. Like if you like again, you talking about Bitcoin, what it looked like five, six years ago. Think about what Linux looked like. Dude, 1990s, right? like, like I'm going. I'm learning the ins and outs of Linux like more deeply. Yeah. And over, uh, and a- actually, because of Bitcoin, because yeah, I got here. into Lightning, and then as I was like, oh, I got to modify these command line. Uh oh. Uh oh. What what does LS mean? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, everything became like terminal based. Yeah. And, like, and command line. Like I didn't. It pushed I, me though. It yeah, pushed me. That's, and, that, and the same thing for me too. So now I'm seeing that, like, by doing that, I'm like, oh man, I gotta get a like get get all these machines. I have to build up another machine, like another little box again, because I don't use it. You just have a laptop, you know oh, what I mean? So yeah. like, I don't have all that stuff. It was, I'm can, like, I'm like, I got this 20 years ago, but you know, to get our sovereignty back and our Bitcoin freedoms and certain things, right. like, I have to go back to that path. You that, do. I'm, and, I'm and, and building s- an opti. I'm getting looking for a Dell Optiplex, like see? nine thousand, yeah. one of the little micro PCs, because mm-hmm. I've got a, um, I've got a, like a couple nodes, but I want to keep the Bitcoin stuff isolated. Yeah, totally. And Absolutely then like self-host a photo library and password manager and stuff, like on a VM, yeah. uh, and then have like another VM be like a, a media server, like a network attached storage. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it's like then you start learning about and that. Then I started like, oh wait, now I got to get a DNS like pie hole. Oh wait, now I need to build my it's own router. Oh yeah. my god, it's like the rabbit hole. Yeah. It's just like Bitcoin, dude. It's like once you, it's we, almost like, oh, let me just not even start. Yeah. And that's why people say in denial about Bitcoin for so long. Like that's what I was saying earlier about having to feel pain before they adopt because yeah. you're like when you start going down any any rabbit hole, whether it's computers, Bitcoin, the history of money kids <laughs> he's like oh wait what did i just sign up for yeah. you know? <laughs> so like like you mentioned like with the bitcoin and, and getting in like take all that stuff because you're going you know going back to FOSS and you're looking to build all this stuff. now you see why when you put it in the perspective you see why google and apple are as big as they are because they streamlined that out they of made our it life. stupid simple stupid simple they stream that out of our lives that all that self-hosting all that and now we pay them for now we're just we are the product as you said earlier we are that product for them but like they streamlined that out of my life too. I held out for a long time without any of that stuff. Right. For you, that's why I kept building computers. I had all the attached storage, but now I kind of get out of that. But then getting back into Dude, Bitcoin and, the same, and going to the FOSS and things like now I have to bring all that back so I could de- essentially degoo de- my life all, you, well, over time, like in my life and you, stuff like you that. You really so, can't. I don't think you can. I, I, I actually like, I, I was talking with uh, Polycarp Nakamoto. Uh, he's a, uh, and building an, uh, a privacy focused operating system mm-hmm. and like a Linux, uh, it's using cubes. Okay. And, uh, he was, he and I both were talking a couple of weeks ago in Austin, shout out, shout out to car and the crew and, and, uh, uh, Kyle at, and the crew at Pleb lab. <laughs> That's what, yeah, we were, I was in Austin last week and, uh, we were talking about it and he was like, dude, privacy is dead. Like, and I was like, yeah, I actually feel the same way. Like security is pretty much the only, route mm-hmm. but there is a certain level of security that you gain by self-hosting too right not just the privacy but it, the- it wouldn't say it's that it's just harder to you have to obscure yourself more right you know what i mean like you satoshi <laughs> gigi's got that article that says like privacy is not dead because yeah. satoshi was private so he took he had a good approach and, and also too you know think about when he got out 20 well that was right that was also a long time ago <laughs> yeah, right? the tools I, went there, but I like, just, just on, sitting at a red light and i realized i had this like shower thought at a red light i guess <laughs> it's weird uh that like 
every person in the red light is KYC'd and like mm-hmm. the government can real time track every single car and they know who's in that car and their phone will tell them how many passengers are in the car. And like, so, so that's why I think like we can, you know, there's a lot more tools now from the Google phones and projects like Calyx and graphene and certain things. And like, there's ways that we can obscure, like we don't have to, you know, we can still hide in the masses. I think it's, it's easier to hide in the numbers than to totally just, you know, isolate yourself. Hide. You blend in, not hide. Well, yeah, okay. Blend in. But you, you, you can blend in the masses and still have your, your privacy there, too. You're just not going to put this giant target on yourself because all of a sudden, like, I go and, you know, I go and ditch my, let's say I just delete Google all day and I delete all my banks and stuff, and then I just kind of disappear. I'm probably more of a red flag yep. doing something like that than just having yeah. a, canceling a Google account and having a de-Google phone and, like, kind of ditching certain things. You know what I mean? So, like, and still maintain a privacy, like, a certain to a certain extent, like, it's not dead. It's just changed. The game has changed and you have to change with it and you have to, you know, the tools are out there and it's just how, again, back to the laziness, how much hands-on do you want to be? Google and Apple made stupid, simple, stupid, easy for everybody. Facebook, social media, right. they all did. I, that's why they're, that's why they're the biggest an, they are. There's an accordion effect of mm-hmm. uh, convenience and security. Yeah. And we talk about this at Casa all the time, like where it's like, we try to make having a multi-signature wallet, which is, you're protecting yourself from yourself is yeah. really like what you're doing most mm-hmm. of the time, like lost key, et cetera. Like we try to make it stupid, simple mm-hmm. without making it less secure. Right. Yeah. And you've been like in the last 20 years have really been the, the opening of, well, we'll give up security for convenience mm-hmm. for ease of use because we were trying to ad- encourage technological adoption. And now we're to the point where, Everything's stupid easy to use, but it's so insecure. And now we're going to, I think the next 20 years is going to be a pushing of that force back where it's like reclaiming that security. But we've got to get to the point where that UX is not, you know, compromised. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the heart. And I noticed in the last couple of years, I would say the the, the switch, the more people become more self-sovereign in a way. And I'm definitely a lot of it dedicated through because of what Bitcoin brings and what it has. There's a lot more push of like people realizing, well, I don't need these products from Google, Apple, or anything like that. Like I can right. do, I can do X like this. Maybe you know they're not just jump, you know, going cold turkey overnight, but they're learning about different products, different like, well, what well, can I replace this with this? Well, can I do this with you know something else? Now it is more steps and a little, but there is definitely I've noticed a push amongst the community, amongst just all the podcasts or things I listen to and read. There is this growing push for people that are just saying, you know what, screw, them. I'm going, I'm going a different way. Right. Uh, and and it's becoming big, it's becoming a lot bigger now. I will say the tools and and the applications and then you know and the equipment available is is much better now than it was twenty years ago when I was building computers. Right. You know, it was, you know things actually work a little bit. Dude, easier. that's why I'm getting into Linux now. Because yeah. like when I was a teenager, because I'm, I'm probably like ten years younger, five ten years younger than you. Uh, like when I was a teenager, you could build a Windows computer pretty good. Yeah. Can't really build a Mac. I don't even still don't think you can build a Mac. <laughs> but like Linux was like out of the question, yeah. dude. I was like, no way. Yeah. Now I'm like, bro, Mint installing Mint OS, bro. I made a Cali, a Cali Linux with encrypted pers- USB persistent storage. You've done the same thing, yeah. I'm like, go into the CIA and plug my USB <laughs> in. And be like, I'm definitely gonna be in trouble if I yeah. do that, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. 
But the point I'm is, not going to do that on the camera. But the point is, you're right. That's how long. That's how far you could literally it's, run a live USB Linux operating system on, on somebody else's hardware and uh, hijack it. It's amazing. And off a USB, and then you can have full internet, you know, capability, the internet, and everything, like, and still do stuff. Like right. that's that's where it's gone. So I think like that those key features and tools and things that were developed are now, like I said, in the last couple of years, I've seen that grow that growing of like, yeah, I'm done with the, you know, I'm done with Microsoft. I'm done. Um, with that's it. what it was. When they added the secure boot and Windows UEFI thing, and like I couldn't upgrade without like typing my social security number <laughs> in or whatever. I don't know. I was like, bro, I actually did upgrade to Windows 11 begrudgingly, <laughs> but I am making a dedicated Linux machine, and like you know, I'm slowly. I think Windows 11 is the is the uh, the final. The final Windows OS for me. Yeah. I haven't probably been on Windows since, like, because of work laptop. What do, you, what do you run? Elementary? Or, like, what's your distro of choice? Look at me trying to... What's your flavor of choice? So I have, um, Linux, so, bro. So I'm, I'm a Linux guy now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, know. I kind of feel like that a little bit getting into that, too. Like, I, so I, I ran Pop OS for a while. Yeah. System 76, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. My roommate has a computer that's done by them. They actually make their own laptops. Like... They yeah. make Linux laptops. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the product pages and I looked them up. So I ran Pop OS for a little bit. I'm trying Manjaro because it's like Arch based. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of playing with all of them. Like I don't have anything one dedicated because I I don't. Have you tried MX Linux? No. Nah. I heard that one's like the number one on DistroWatch. Actually, I didn't hear. There's I so saw because I'm a I'm an active <laughs> I'm visitor of it now, bro. <laughs> There's so many distros out there and so many different yeah, flavors. Yeah. Like I just. I only play with a couple of them. It's like snowballs. Yeah, there's just so many. So I only play with a couple of them. So I think and then I use Mint is my favorite. It's just like so similar to Windows. Yeah. yeah, a lot of them are easy. So now I use that in Terminal. Uh, pretty much I just use Terminal screen and all of them anyway. Because that's how I interact with a lot of stuff with Bitcoin. It's just through Terminal command line stuff and, you know, configurations. So like that's that's it. Yeah. I uh, When I learned about RM space... Dash R slash. I was like, ooh, I'm like Thanos now. Bro. You want to hear a funny story about one of those? I yeah, I do. My my first instance with BTC Pay was running it at home on uh -huh. a Pi. And this was about three years ago, right? So I was just learning Linux. I know nothing about the coding. I'm just following guides, copy, paste, copy, paste. Right, like just right. that's all I know how to do. Right, that's how I, I did it too. Just copy and paste, right? So I'm still I, doing it. Oh, I still do that now. I don't know what half the codes mean. I just copy and paste. Like they just tell you what to do. Type man and then the code. <laughs> I learned that. So so we're doing it, and then like I remember trying tried doing some kind of upgrade. I was and I screwed something up with the database. I have no idea what I did because I really didn't know what I was doing. So. I was just like, all right, screw this. I'm just going to delete everything. And I did sudo dash rf dash rf. I deleted the whole database, everything. I didn't back up any. So I actually lost 36,000 sats from BT's pay that was still on. <laughs> so that's, so there you go. 36,000 sats. Because I, I remember I, I didn't have anything up there because I was just I was testing. I was learning BTC pay at the time and just building it up and running it at home on a pod. So it was like a hot wallet that the, the key was Pretty on? Much, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So I deleted that. Deleted the whole database. Right? Gone. Everything gone. You, know, you, you have the address? <laughs> I don't know anything. Or do you know what the address is? Like, nah, no. I, I don't I, even I, remember I, the address. I, nothing. This was so... This you could at least watch it and just see <laughs> the, it there the, forever. This was uh, yeah, 2018, I think. Oh, a long, long time, time ago. Yeah, yeah, 2018, something like that. So again, knew nothing. I, yeah, it was... So that was my first. I learned that. I learned the Thanos effect on my uh, yeah, on my BTC pay database. And I deleted everything. Yeah, I learned. Uh, <laughs> I learned grep the other day. I mm -hmm. was like, uh, mm -hmm. I actually learned like somebody said grep in a YouTube video. And I was like, what the fuck is grep? <laughs> That's a weird word. 
And I was like, oh, okay, like that's what that, okay, that's why I've seen it. Cause I've seen it so many yeah. times, like stump copy. Cause I'd literally just copy paste Linux know. code and hope it doesn't do anything <laughs> malicious. <laughs> like, yeah. I actually learned that you can copy code and it not be the same code that you've copied it from. Like you can go into like GitHub, hit copy, mm-hmm. and then when you go to paste, it's not the same code. Like <laughs> I've I've like read an article about how it's like a keyboard spoof or something. Like I don't know. yeah, clipboard spoof. But what anyway? The uh, I where well, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> uh, oh, I was like reading about I saw grep in the pipe symbol so many times, and I was like, oh, that's what that does. Because mm-hmm. I finally like again going to like connecting the dots and being like oh now yeah. like that's when i so i once i understood kind of how the things connected i was like well why is it called grep let me go learn the history <laughs> right so it's again it's like you, you you once you start piecing things together then you at least personally i'm like oh well now i want to know like how did it get to be that way because mm-hmm. that seems very weird that that's, that's what it is right and then it's like it's actually like four different or g r e and p combined and it was just easier to type grep yeah, than everything else yeah. <laughs> and it's like whole i watched like 20 minute video about like a history of grep <laughs> that's a lot of so dedication grep, grep. <laughs> i'm a grep expert now a, dude. a lot of dedication for that one yeah dude i'm really yeah. good at rabbit holes like, yeah it's the only child syndrome so <laughs> well anyway um dude this has been fun i yeah, uh, i appreciate this did you have a message that you wanted to get out to the world or like uh th- something that's just you know you just need to need to shout from the rooftops nothing nothing to shout but if, if anybody with us want to contact me any business merchant brick and mortar online independent gig worker out there they want to you know get set up because i you know i'm looking to help build and learn too all these tools like just because i use them every day doesn't mean I see all the ins and outs and like you may have a certain need that like, oh, well, I, I didn't even think about that. Well, how do we solve your need? You know, so if any business out there wants to reach out to me, like, please do. Like, so like what just to like to make for search engine optimization, mostly like because YouTube scans every word you say, what uh like what are some things that like you could help businesses with that like setting up a product page for them? So they can actually put some products up there that they want to be paid in Bitcoin for. Could be a service too. It doesn't have to be necessarily be a product. Could be a service for them. So we, I have a, you know, just pretty much, and it works like a checkout page like for any website. It's a checkout page where you come pick what they want. And then they, you know, they haven't, if there's something that has to be mailed, there's an address field. They fill, you know, the customer fills out. They, so it wouldn't really interrupt their normal like, no, business flow. No, it's so just if someone wants to accept Bitcoin for their business, like a product service. Mm-hmm. They want to run a node. They don't have to run the node. I'll run, I'll run it for them. No, I'm running off my side. What if they want to run one? Then I'll, help, I'll walk them through the steps for how to do it. Yeah. I, again, I don't want to run for these people forever. Right. I want them to become self-sovereign and do it. But, you know, not everybody wants to jump in right away like that. So I'll help them run the, I'll run the node from, so they can see, get a feel for it. You know, they could put the hardware wallets if they want to do on-chain transactions. So it's all, all that money goes to them. So, like, they get the experience and then they get the first taste. And then if they feel comfortable and they want to, you know, like... You know, they want to get off this, you know, out of my system. They want to do it. I'll help them with that, too. And so for like for someone, let's say a merchant's watching this and like, I don't know, another country or something like, could you give them like an idea of like, what is like a, you know, easy step to follow? Like, what should they learn first to like if they want to start accepting Bitcoin? Like if, if there's a pretty easy thing, like if they have something very simple and easy, they don't need to set up. Obviously, I need like a breeze app. Right. They could, you know, you could do that in person with, you know, where they are right now. Uh-huh. You know, they could just use a Breeze app and they could, so they could download Breeze and just show the QR code. 
and then here, give me the thing. Yeah, and, and here's you, the th- and you can pay them, right? And they get, they, and don't you need to man, they don't need to worry about liquidity, no, inbound capacity, none of that stuff. And, and Breeze takes care, of, and oh, it oh. is self custody too. Yes, that you can back up and, and stuff off of that. So it, it's That's at least a good first step to at least. Get your yeah. feet wet. Like you to decide have, if you want to even go yeah. further. Again, not every not every business and merchant, cust, you know, guy out there needs a full, you know, BTC pay setup and a full merchant, you know, right. suite right. setup. And some do, some don't, and some don't. So it just depends where you are on the scale, where you are for yourself and right. for like your If business. you're just a guy like a taco stand, breeze mm-hmm. out might work. Yeah. If you have a you know restaurant that you have multiple servers with multiple point of sale systems that you need a centralized relay of the invoices. And you want to get, and you have the systems, and you have certain product pages and, and more list of items. Like then, maybe this type of stuff is for you. So, right. it, again, online you, store is capable too. On, right. On, yep, online store. So it's just a web page. It's just a, it's a web link. Right. Essentially, it's just a web page. So web page. Here's, here's your web page. You can embed it into your current system right now, and you can just click on it. And then right. anybody can come click, and they pay you, and we'll help. I'll help hand hold you through all the steps for a merchant. This way you can, you know, you can take your money. It's yours. I don't hold, want it. Hold, hold their hand, <laughs> not their Bitcoin. That's it. There you go. Hold their hand, not the Bitcoin. <laughs> so yeah, it's for them. Like this is literally, and again, it's my learning experience too, because like a lot of these tools that I've been using for a few years, like they're not polished. So if merchant might have certain needs and like, can I facilitate that? If not, like what's great about BTC pay is like, you could talk with the devs. Hey, right. I'm getting a lot of requests for this. Can we, you know, is this something you guys could work? Is there, is it even doable? You know, there's certain things that like Ibex does, or um, who's the other one? I'm trying to think. Like they have these terminals, CoinOS. Or no. They have CoinOS, but they're, they're more terminal. Oh. Like they just give you a terminal. Like what's nice with BTC Pay, like you can really customize it to like itemize stuff. And I think these other guys will get, you know, they'll they'll get on board with it, and they'll have give you an itemized cart and screen and certain things. It, it'll happen. You know, these because they're all open. Most of these is open source tools anyway. They all just kind of look around and see what each other are doing. So, which is nice, you know, that's also nice too about this, you know, the community and the tools that, that, that are out there because a right. lot of it is so open source. source. It's open source. So they could all just, you know, copy and, and, and tweak it to Building their needs. off the work of each other. Yeah. yeah. So it does help. So like, again, so I, for me, it's a learning experience too because now I can see it. All right. Yeah. This needs to be fixed or this is not so user friendly. Let's say like, how do we make it better? And at least as a developer, I can go talk to like, can you call, you know, merchant <laughs> services like. Hey, your, your terminal sucks. Like, what are you right, going to do? Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Did you try rebooting your terminal? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> did you unplug it and plug it back in? That usually works. <laughs> you try blowing in it. So stuff like that. But yes, yeah, so if you want to reach out to me, like my website is cryptobeerkings.co. You can fill out just that or just info at cryptobeerkings.co as well. As well. And then where, uh, like you're on social media nah, or not? No, no social media. <laughs> Never been smart. Never been. Not even on Nostar yet. The, the new hot trend that's flying around. So yeah. I'm not even on that either. So yeah. yeah so I am. A, I'm an oddity where I'm an in-person meet or like I said through the website CryptoBeerKings.co. There's your email or something on there too. Yeah. There's a and there's a contact form embedded on every page, so they could just fill it out and, and it'll it'll come right to me. Cool. And then anything you want. What uh, what will the capacity of the Lightning Network be by the end of the year? We're in February. What do you think? We're at fifty four, fifty five hundred Bitcoin. I think we could get close to eight eight thousand Bitcoin by the, by the end of the year. That's that's a lot. I think so. What about by the end of the decade? Oh, jeez. I mean, just entertain <laughs> that. We're just. It's more like in twenty thirty five, we can look back and be like, damn, we were really, <laughs> really close, close or really, really not. Off. These guys are two knuckleheads. What yeah. the hell are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> well, it gives you an idea of like where we think things are today. So, all right, so if we Where go we, the, the end of the year, so what, what year was we going to say? Five years from now? Or 2030, of, the end of 2029, December 31st. How many Bitcoin are on the... How many Bitcoin are locked in channels? 
I'm going over 200,000. Over 200,000. Still really small. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to say over a million. Wow. You really going out? Over a million. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's still only 5% of the network, right? Mm-hmm. Or I guess, well, I guess it would be more than that because not, well, I might have made an idiot of myself just now in 50 years because <laughs> there's a lot of Bitcoin that are lost. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Bitcoin that aren't in circulation yet. So There's a lot that are in Satoshi's wallet. So my 200,000 is yeah. not bad yet. <laughs> it's probably like the price is right method. It's probably like 200,001, Bob. <laughs> or it's true yeah. now yeah. to give some, you know, timing to this episode. It's not even Bob Barker anymore. So. Oh, man. Yeah. Drew Carey now. Yeah. He took over from. Might even be a new person, but, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, didn't think we were going to get to the prices right here, but we did. So <laughs> the price is right up. to buy Bitcoin. There you go. The price is always right to buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great way to send us out. Well, Anthony, thanks again for coming on and coming, coming to set up. You guys should see the other side of the camera right now. This yeah, is unbelievable. Really professionally legit right here. Uh, I'm glad I shaved as I check said. Out, check out Descore <laughs> Media, who you will see this, the beauty that is this production. Mm-hmm. Uh, after it's all done, uh, Corey is sitting behind the camera, made this absolutely amazing setup yeah. here. Happen, yeah, thank so. you to Corey. Thank you to Zach. Thank you for hosting It's been a lot of fun. It's always good. We're, <laughs> we're, we're just out here trying to teach a thing true about Bitcoin, we're talking try, about things twos. Yep. Trying to help some, <laughs> trying to help some people along the way, right? Get, get them out there. So, well, there'll be like links and all in the description. So thanks for tuning in. If you hit, haven't subscribed yet and you made it this far, <laughs> I appreciate you guys. You're probably not actually watching. It's playing in the background somewhere. So, um, but this has been Value Stack Podcast with Anthony Feliciano. Yep, thank you. Zach.